Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. All right, so there I was in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And that felt like season one's intro. It it did. (laughs) (laughs) No, and we're going to be joined later by Gimli, and he is bringing a special in-studio guest, Eric Nichols, a fan favorite. Yeah the fan favorite (laughs) (laughs) now we have a lot of world cup stuff now that we are into what is that called the quarters yeah we're starting the quarters yep yep uh huge matches i think the last match before the quarters started was a huge upset yeah spoiler yeah fiji and portugal yeah came over to watch that with me because he was in des moines um and that game was nuts nice we'll get more into that later uh what i want to jump into right away how come Zeus didn't come over to be in the studio for He's an interview? He's busy with stuff and things. Oh, my God. He's never going to come on, is he? He's like, oh, I'm he will too good one, for these guys. He will one day. <laughs> What's he waiting today. for? He wants to bring us a ship home first before he can come on the show. Okay. Well, I didn't know he was into boating, but I didn't <laughs> know he was a sailor. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. You can't tell? <laughs> Zeus, uh, like from the sea, right? Well, it's Poseidon, but... Close, close. It's his brother. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we have a really jam-packed episode because, again, we have the fall season going on. College is really hitting their stride, whereas yep. the senior side is just about to the playoffs. Exciting stuff there. But the first thing we're going to take a look at, some college rugby action. So right away, University of Iowa men played against Nebraska. They won 46 to 5. They are solely in second place now. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing great. I mean, like we said, Iowa State men, they're off this week, so they didn't have a match yesterday or a couple days ago. Iowa State right now in their conference, they're clearly number 1. Iowa is clearly number 2, 
and then Nebraska and Minnesota are just kind of they're there. They're there. Yeah. Uh, I we said it when we first started the show. We love what Tyler Daly and Ant Fryn are doing with their programs. Really competitive rivalry with like what they're building and recruiting, and you know they have great structures in place. And so it's really cool to see Iowa. You know they bounce back from that Iowa State game and they just take it to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Love to see it. And yeah, I mean it's already season's already shaping up better than last year for them you know Mm -hmm. just continuously making strides to get better and you know it's it's cool to see yeah and like i saw they had a media day i saw like they have some new players in the program and a lot of people are it seems like very excited about what's going on in iowa city so uh tyler daly keep building on that and those boys so good stuff hell yeah hell yeah things that make you say hell yeah (laughs) Up next, Iowa State women. They played against the University of Minnesota, and they won 56-10, to and it looked like they got every single girl that was in their top 23 into the match. Some new players got their first-ever tries. Uh, one thing I noticed, I watched a YouTube clip. It was a highlight of all the tries that were scored from this match. What really stuck out to me was this women's team, Iowa State, they play very unselfish. Mm-hmm. One thing I saw was, number one, most of these, like, it's not that they weren't running a structure or something. There'd be, like, a broken play, mm-hmm. and a girl would just pick it up and, like, just squeak through. Like, I mean, they were yeah. very opportunistic. I mean, they were running their stuff, but they would create a turnover, ball would pop out, or it'd be off a set piece, and they would just take off to the races. But then you'd see two, three, four girls in support. And then they were looking to dish it off for easy tries. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't. I didn't see any of those tries like hero ball. One of them too, like Ivy Lawson. We've talked about her before. Yeah. She's having a great season for Iowa State. And one thing I saw was she had a line break, broke like two or three tackles, and then the fullback was back there, and she could have probably stiff armed her, hit the corner, just run her over, something like that. But instead, she just takes a nice little jab step pops it to the scrum half who was inside of her nice and that girl had an easy try and it was one of those things where she could have taken it on her own but you mm-hmm. can see the culture you can see what they're building there that selfless play trusting each other um it really stuck out to me and it's fun to watch it, that's a fun brand of rugby especially when you see three to four girls supporting the ball carrier mm-hmm. it's good rugby yeah no it's great to see and it's even cooler that it's not just one individual player just you know making individual plays happen and scoring majority of the tries like everybody's you know getting fed and you know getting into the try zone making something happen like you said unselfish play you really like to see that especially at the college level yeah and like getting all the subs in there too mm-hmm. and then they kept the pace going they kept pushing it so and that's the thing too minnesota that's a good program mm-hmm. again we've talked about their conference iowa state and you and i in this conference for the women they are head and shoulders above the rest, and the gap is way closer between you and I and Iowa State. Yep. You know, that was a two-point match a couple weeks ago. The University of Iowa women did not have a match. Iowa State men did not have a match. The University of Northern Iowa women, they played Winona State 84-0, to you and I with the victory. Yeah, I mean, kind of expected, though, you and I. It, like you said, they're – at the top there, them and Iowa State, and then, you know, there's a little bit more of a gap between the mm-hmm. other teams. So. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things, too, where, you know, hats off to the program, Flanagan's running, 
when you see score lines like that, I mean, they're getting it done. You see social media posts of she's getting her whole team in the weight room, yeah, which huge. as a club, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, varsity, that's something you see from varsity programs, but she makes it fun. They always have a theme. They dress up. It looks like they have a good time and they're putting in the work in the weight room. They put the work in, in the film. Obviously they're putting in the work in practice to get results mm-hmm. like that. You know, when you see a score line like that, it's tough because, you know, rugby is awesome. Mm-hmm. But trying to find, like, the best, like, competition that will challenge you um, and, like, meet you where you're at, things change so often. And I feel like, you know, like, you and I and Iowa State are in a tough spot because, like, geographically, this is a really great conference for them. Mm-hmm. But teams, you know, you, they're in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Winona State, you know, when we were in college, they were competing for national titles. Yeah. For the women's really side. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you and I is on another level now. They're competing for national titles. So it's it's cool to see what you and I is doing. I would love to see those programs in the conference that you and I and Iowa State are in, you know, build back up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's interesting. You mentioned, though, like, obviously, you know, level of competition. It, it always, the landscape, it's always adjusting. Everything kind of comes in waves. I always feel like you and I, though, for women's, has always been consistent near the top. Near the top. Know? Yeah. <laughs> near the top four. Like like I say, yeah, most teams, it is a wave where it's like, you know, for a few years you have one team that's just dominating the conference. A couple of years later it's a different team. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I has kind of always been up there, ever yeah. since I can remember at least. Oh, yeah, same here. And they have great history with, they've had multiple Eagles, they've had multiple, you know, women play professionally uh, fantastic coaches they're always near the top that consistency is fantastic but again you don't want to overcorrect because we've seen it before where like minnesota duluth for men wisconsin whitewater those are two programs that when we were in college they were winning that they were fighting each other for national championships yeah and then if they would, and at the time, I remember there was talk like, is Whitewater or Duluth, are they going to try to go D1AA or D1A? Are they going to try to like wiggle their way into the Big Ten? Are they going to try to wiggle their way into the heart of America? Like, there was no geographic fit for those two. And thank goodness they stayed D2. Oh, yeah. Because definitely. if you way overcorrect, well, ugh, they, I mean, they're. It, it's one thing if you have a varsity program that you know gives out scholarships and everything mm-hmm. else but like those two teams are club teams yeah. you know like obviously they were winning national championships back to back or like always in the running and stuff mm-hmm. but i mean that's that's a club like i feel like even if you're winning that often a club team probably shouldn't get pushed up to the next level no and i think we're seeing it because i think duluth right now in the northern lights they're in the middle to bottom which is crazy to think yeah. about that I, 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 it does not make sense to me because they were just a finely tuned machine mm-hmm. and the coaches, the alumni, everything was great. I'm telling you, man, when they switched from the Penguins to the Bulldogs, <laughs> yeah, like when they got, when the school started supporting them, something happened and it's weird. And we had Trace Bolstad on who plays for the, he currently plays for the, oh, not the, not the super rugby america team but like the usa super america exhibition team mm. what was their name you know super, who i'm talking about no remember they they were in like the east coast and the carolinas and they threw together a team they played against some super america teams but they wouldn't oh. play against the raptors oh i can't think of oh what we're the hawks that's what it was yeah yeah but i remember talking to him and like he kind of 
didn't really give an answer, but it seemed like something happened. But, you know, whatever. Uh, and then Whitewater, reason why, too, this is interesting. The University of Northern Iowa men. Last week or two weeks ago, they played against Marquette. And Marquette's given them fits in the playoffs. Marquette's a top-level team. You and I beat the brakes off of them. Yep. Then, this weekend, you and I's ranked number three in D2. Whitewater's ranked number 11 in D2. Whitewater's ranked 11th? Well, they were. Well, during Going into this match, they were ranked number 11. No shit. Okay. Because they beat Marquette. Oh, okay. Got it. In a close match. So... Top two teams in the north of the Will. No, Great Midwest. Great they Midwest, changed yeah. their name. <laughs> yeah. Used um, to be the Will. Used to be the Will. And then top two teams are playing. And you expect, like, they've had such a rivalry, mm. you know, and you and I runs into them in the playoffs. Well, you and I wins 72 to 3. It was a great effort on defense through 80 and a great team win. Next week, your Panthers will take on UW-Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure Milwaukee just lost to Marquette by like 70. Oh, God. Yeah. That could be a 100-point match there. And that's another thing, too, where now looking at the men's side, UNI Rugby's in this really interesting spot where, okay, they haven't won a D2 national title ever. You know, back in 2004, they got really close. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, last year, I mean, they're knocking at the door. Yep. But they keep running into these brand new startups that are varsity and, and all this. And, you know, it's not an excuse, but you're you're going against these, these wild programs, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you and I has these massive wins in conference play. And it's like, oh, should they bump up? go D1AA, should they be in the heart of America with Iowa and Iowa State and Nebraska and Minnesota? They definitely could compete. Oh, yeah, for sure. But again, like we said, do you overcorrect and jump up? Because it's not like they've won a title. It'd be different if they won three national titles in a row and they're blowing everybody out, but they're not. Once they get to playoffs, they play teams that they should play against, but the problem is you're not going to fly to the east coast for a regular season match as a d2 club <laughs> no makes sense for all. it makes sense for iowa central to go to the east coast to play against i don't even know that is marion they just played marion are they on the east coast I, I forget where some of these clubs are but you know what i, I mean. think they are or thomas moore's in kentucky mm-hmm. you know it makes sense because you're a varsity program yeah a d2 club eh, you're gonna go a stone's throw away six hours is kind of the limit yeah, that's that's a haul, especially when it's yeah. you know non varsity program, and yeah. you kind of have to take care of everything yourself. Right. So it's just one of those things. Like, I don't know. I I think I'm excited to see what Goff Rugby Report writes about this article or writes an article about this match. Kind of his take on it mm. um, should be interesting, but we shall see. Yeah. So should be interesting. Oh, would you look at that, Phil? Look who came through the door. Oh, it's my best friend, Eric Nichols. As-salamu alaykum. And it's... <laughs> it's Gimli. Mazel tov, Ryan. Damn it, Gimli. Why were you so late today? Uh, just like normal Gimli stuff, you know? <laughs> time time blindness, all that good stuff. He time. told me that time was a fickle beast. Today. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he, text, he texted me and he was like, uh, you said 12 minutes, but 18 minutes. Like, time is a fickle huh, beast. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's almost like yesterday when it was like, hey, 
be at the van at 7 a.m. We're leaving by 7.15. Correct. And it was 7.06, and I called you, and I said, hey, where are you? And you're like, ah, six minutes away. And then 27 minutes later, <laughs> you pull up. I was six minutes away, and then I, I realized I didn't have my shorts or my mouth card, so I turned around and went and got them. You know what? Let's switch to senior side rugby. Let's talk to Tom McClyman. Tommy? Tommy want wingy. Did you know that? Tom, you're on the podcast. What's up, man? Ryan Gray, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Guess what? We got Gimli, Philly V, and Eric Nichols. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Hi, Tom. Who's got a bigger limp, Phil or Eric Nichols? Oof. Bigger what? Bigger limp. Limp? Nichols has no limp. I'm limpless. I'm no, Nick, I, I feel like Nichols just has like a, a weird limp whenever he walks. <laughs> like his, his walk is just a limp. You think he's a peg-legged pirate or what? It's like a, yeah, he's like a peg-legged guy. It's a pimp limp. That's a <laughs> it's swagger. Yeah. He got shot nine times. You know. What's up, boys? What's so up, boy? we uh, we just wanted to call and talk to you a little bit, and uh, you played some some I, rugby yesterday. I, I, I want to get ahead of this. I feel like if I was Chloe, I would be mad at me, and Chloe is mad at me. I mean, I played golf all day today in Waverly. And got back a little bit late. Um, I, I literally got backed into at the gas station in Fort Dodge. You're in. The, you're I at the gas have, station right now. I, I don't have. I don't have great insurance, so I said whatever. I told the people, I'm like, it's cool, and I left. So like, this is a rugby story. This is a rugby Sunday. <laughs> Makes sense. That all tracks because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got ahead of it. So now, like, if anyone was wondering, <laughs> like, where you were at the start of this interview, now we know <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> Not to mention the booming question the yeah, listeners have had yeah. about what kind of insurance I'm sure you have. All your listeners were wondering what was going down. <laughs> you ever thought about the general? I mean, that'd be a good... I hear good things. Shaq likes it. Gimli, what'd you say? The general? You know, Shaq's insurance? Little guy? Mustache? Looks like old Eric Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, mustache. <laughs> oh, uh, shoot. That didn't... That wasn't... Sorry, Jim. Uh, yeah, Gim. I was going to say, that was as dumb as my story. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, how'd the match go yesterday? You guys, Bremer County hosted Quad Cities. You were undefeated, so was Quad Cities. Uh, paint a picture for us. What what happened? It was a good match, man. It was a good match. It was a great match. Slobber knocker. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Like, it was kind of like, uh, it, it was just a tough match. It was awesome. It was so fun to play. Like, nice. it was so fun. Nice. So, they just came out. Both teams hitting hard. A lot of play in the pack and uh, some good hard lines. I mean, you guys end up winning, yeah. what was it, 22 to 10? 22 10. Mm hmm. We were down, yeah, we were down seven, seven nothing and a half. Oh, wow. Um, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we came out. It was fun, man. It was, they're good. I mean, they're good. Yeah. You guys are good. We're good. I mean, it's. It's super fun to see Iowa have, like, four legitimate 
Oh yeah. No, yeah, definitely. So, because right. this upcoming and I know week. Nick Foles was a part of like the Bremer County great teams where they just went all over Iowa and you know what I mean, beat everyone's ass. <laughs> right? Yep. And, yeah. and then we went Midwest final and won, you know. But now it's like you gotta bring your A game against the Wombats, Bremer, Quad Cities. That's cool. No, definitely. And, yeah, we haven't seen that in, I don't know, I guess we've never seen that because it always kind of just seems like you always know who's going to win the league. And, uh, yeah, it makes it for a fun season. And now we have the Wombats are going to go to Waverly this upcoming weekend. And why it's interesting is right now. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. 11 a.m., yep, agreed upon. People, did you know that? I didn't know that. Way early. Not that it matters for me, but. Breaking news. Yeah. Tom, who are you taking in the Wombats-Bremer game? <laughs> if I was a bet man, who should I bet on? Fair enough. I oh. want to beat the Wombats by a million. <laughs> wow. You heard it here That's first. That's what I want to do. But... Hey. I'm going to take the under on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. I'm saying I want to. I want to. <laughs> want to no that should be I good bet on it but i would like to i mean what sports book is is having that we can barely get world cup betting on have you been betting on the world cup at all should we set the line what we should set the line Nichols. what is it what's the line bremer uh well, what is the line i think Eric Nichols. it's bremer by three and a half um the over, what is I don't bet. Over, under? Uh, yeah. Like the total points combined? 56. Yeah, what is that? He says 56. We'll say 56 and a half. 56? No way. No I'll way. For total points? Under, I mean, I'm going to take the under and Bremer, obviously. <laughs> but I don't think there's going to be 56 points worth. No way. You don't think it'll be like 30 to 28? No. No. You think, think it'll be, you think it'll be, low, be a defensive battle? It'll be low scoring. Two to uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a safety. Right. Nichols, all you guys in the back line, all you do is knock it. Right? <laughs> we'll, Excuse me. We'll, we'll have great faces, and then it'll get really close to scoring, and then guys like you will <laughs> knock it. Wow. Guys like you. You calling out some boys? I have what? a propensity to knock. I mean, I feel like I did a lot of bad things when I played, but I didn't think I was a habitual knocker. His ball, his drops would go straight down, and he would kick it forward. All right? I tell you what, every time. Everybody but Eric knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I will say against Northeast Iowa this weekend, we did the dumbest amount of scrums, and being a hooker is the worst thing in the world because you have no control, and it wasn't fun, and I hate it. But also, can I give you guys a shout-out? First of all, shout-out Northeast Iowa. Great club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys went to the social. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. Great social. Adam Simley. And um, Matt Simon, yeah, Matt Simon, yeah, neither of them were there. 
really? Yeah, because Matt had a soccer for his kid. But, like, but they, they're, 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 they are Northeast Iowa. Oh, yeah. And we Northeast Iowa have kids. That's, that's awesome. No, we took a 15-person van to their social to make sure guys showed up, and we took – we had all 23 guys there at the social. It was – no, it was an awesome time, man. No, they they throw a good hosts. social. They, play, they played a tough oh, match. Yeah. They came out, and, yeah, and they they hit hard. They scrum hard. They Yeah, I'll tell you this, boys. too. Their 12 is a problem. Mm-hmm. Walsh or uh, – yeah, Walsh. That's what I – he was their man of the match, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, the Quad City Bremer match was really fun to play. I mean <clears throat> Who scored Quad for City. you, buddy? Who scored for Bremer? Um I did not. <laughs> if you can believe that. Uh <laughs> it would have been who scored? Willie? Willie had a great score. Um I think Noah. Noah Dahl. And I forget what four people scored. I don't know who they were, but <laughs> you're two for four. Hey, it was a team effort, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it was. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> how did How did the golf go today? Who'd you golf with? It was It was Todd Becker and I, and. We played fine. I mean, Todd sucks. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible out of the tee box. Um, and I, I, it, it annoys me how big of an advantage women have in golf. You heard <laughs> it here first. Like it's like it's it's so annoying. So it was Tracy and Clint. Which automatically is annoying because <laughs> Tracy and Tracy gets like 200 yards on every hole. Seems like so I hit an absolute like the best drive I could ever hit, and Tracy duffs one from the women's tee box and it's like right next to my ball. <laughs> it's not right. They need to they need to and make rules tough. about this. They <laughs> for equality, but like. I think yeah. they're called the four rookies. You should tee off where I tee off. No, you're definitely four quality. That's what you're saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, I love you so much. Yeah. I love quality. Yeah. I mean, I'm so down with quality. I hear it. <laughs> it would make golf better for Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, hey, Tom. Hey, but next Sunday, Nichols, you yeah. coming down to Waverly? Next Sunday? Saturday. 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 I could. Why wouldn't you? What time's the game? I hear it's at 11. Why is it at 11? It's pretty early. Yeah, Tom. Why is it at 11? <laughs> hey, Tom. I go noon. I go noon. Tom, why is it at 11? You can go noon. You can change the game. <laughs> I didn't match secretary. You wouldn't know, Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Tom, why, why does it have to have an early start time? The people are asking. Like, people are calling in the phone lines are lighting up why is it early we don't have to have an early kick no i mean i'm just no people want to know people keep tweeting about it like i keep getting so yeah i i know there's been a lot of banter on twitter uh <laughs> you mean x but whatever x. 
Uh, I would never say X, dude. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I'm anti-Elon Musk. Okay. That's uh, cool. he's an, uh, anyway, you don't uh, like South Africans. I get it. Uh, well, I don't have to go that route. That's what he said. He just said it's, Elon. Just rich emerald miners, whatever. You know, I'm going to unpack the South like... African thing here. Uh, it's my cousin. My cousin's getting married, so that's why it's early. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Where's the wedding at? I know. It's in fucking literally Westmoreland. I know. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want, we can host you at 10 a.m. in Westmoreland. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, we'll let you get back to your night. Thank you. Did he hang up? He hung up. Oh, well. Love you, Tom. We lost, we we, lost Tom. We lost right. Tom. Well, we love Tom. We and uh, you know who Tom reminds me of? Dude, 100% Shane Gillis. <laughs> Dude, just the way he talks. It's, he's definitely Shane. Or like Shane Gillis is Tom. Like he's 12 Bud Lights deep or what? No, I mean, just in general. Whenever you listen to Tom <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about stuff, it's like, holy shit. It's, it's just, just like Shane Gillis, and I love it. daggers left and right. I love it. <laughs> Maybe we should have given him more warning that we were recording the live podcast, what we called. I felt like he knew, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, good idea. <clears throat> also, too, this was the second time that we've had him. Okay. I went up to Fort Dodge for the national championship for wrestling and also the start of NCAA basketball, mm-hmm. and we spent the whole day having drinks, watching wrestling and basketball, gambling on it. We went to a bowling alley, drank some pitchers of beers, and we just kept on going. And then at night, after everything was over, you know, we've had a few drinks. We've had some fun. Pulled out the microphone like, hey, let's try to do this. We recorded for an hour and a half, and that will never see the light of day. (laughs) Because you you thought there were daggers there. The lost tapes that we still... We, we still have it, don't we? I still have it. Yeah, you have to yeah, subscribe dude. to our Patreon if you would like that. <laughs> yeah, for $10,000. No, my friendship with Tom is worth more than 10000 At least 11000 Eleven. <laughs> so I got to split it with you guys. So, No, um, yeah, that's a naked cat. I've never seen one. Yeah, so that was good. That was good. So what I was, what I was trying to get at was trying. Sorry. Um, still trying. We will not have an interview. Wait. Hold on. Maybe I'll cut this out. 28 minutes. Now cut, we'll keep cut, it in. Cut, cut it. Uh, Breaking news. You and I interview postponed? No, 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 no. We're going to no, get no, this no, in. No, no. Sorry, I was trying to read a text and talk at the same time. What it's I was trying to say was, fine. so the you and I interview, it might happen still. <clears throat> okay. Take two from the top. Top gun from the top. What I was trying to get at was now there is Bremer who's undefeated Quad Cities beat Wombats and Wombats play Bremer so there is still a chance where if the Wombats beat Bremer and get a bonus point and hold Bremer without a bonus point Wombats would end up getting first in the conference and Bremer would be second if Bremer beats the Wombats Bremer's number one Quad Cities numbers two if Wombats beat Bremer and don't get a bonus point, Bremer number one, Quad Cities number two. Oh, uh, so we would have to get a bonus point if we beat them. Yes, because we lost to Quad Cities. We'd be tied with them. So, but if, as long as we get a bonus point, though, and win, then it wouldn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. but like Bremer would, wouldn't Bremer still be first, technically, and we would be second? 
it, no, because no. if oh. Bremer, wait, hold on. Yeah, they got five bonus points. Yeah, yeah no matter so what, Bremer's got, gonna get five. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, got yeah, a bonus yeah, point yeah, every yeah. single match. So I, so no matter what would happen, they no, would be in first place. Because if we got the five, us and Bremer would both be at twenty-five points, and we would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Huh. But if they get a bonus point and we win, they would be number one. Yeah. So it's, well, that's what I'm getting at, though. But if we would win, but they'd still get a bonus point, wouldn't we be in second place then? Ahead of Quad Cities. Yes. Yeah. So that's what playoffs. I was trying to get at. Yes. If we got the bonus point. Mm. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's tight at the top. It's tight it's at the top. very at the tight at the top. Yeah, so it'll all come down to that. So, speaking of other D3 matches oh, that... It's going to be a real slobber knocker this weekend. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so. Um, speaking of slobber knockers, so the other D3 match this weekend, we had the Wombats that went up to Decora to play Northeast Iowa. Beautiful foliage this time of year. Actually, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was very nice. super nice out, like a crisp 60 degrees, sunny, mm-hmm. beautiful landscape. Uh, Wombats end up winning 54-22. Who stood out in that match to you, Gray, for oh. Wombats? Like, oh, I'll tell you who like, stood out. Well, name, name, me, name me three dudes. that uh, The hooker for the Wombats had a cherry pick and a... Uh, uh, is a cherry pick a, for a try? No, but he, but mm, he had that's a not try. His, that's not his No, cool. no, no. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> so... We're talking about me. And also, too, this was really funny after this happened. Every single person from Northeast Iowa gave me shit. And we're like, boo, how long are you going to talk about this on the podcast? I'm like, 30 minutes minimum. I'm going to talk about myself 30 minutes minimum because it was pretty cool. They're fly half. They're setting up a play. And I like was watching him the whole time. Like, he's going to throw it to this guy. And right when he throws it, I cut the line, put my one hand, hit my hand, got it, ran. What felt like probably 70 meters it was probably what closer to 18 12 i don't know <laughs> because i had all this space and i got really really nervous and I, imme- sharp angle. I really immediately started looking for my support because i'm like i'm scared i don't know what to do I, team player. I don't know and then i offloaded it selfish rugby offloaded it I'm and then our beer if i'm gonna keep listening to this and then no yeah. you got we have 25 <laughs> more minutes of this story um, <laughs> Thanks, i offloaded it to I dakota and it actually nice. was tipped. Dakota had a really good line. He caught it. He offloaded it to Truck. Truck did score. So we did score off of it. Sick. But it wasn't me. I immediately was like, I don't want to run more than 10 meters. <laughs> Is that the first time in your career that you were on the positive end of an intercepted pass in a rugby game? No. But, boy, when I first started playing, <laughs> I threw a lot of intercepted passes. <laughs> I'll never forget that Toys for Tots when it was like, hey, all we have to do is – not do something really stupid and I got the ball and immediately threw it to the other team. Like it might as well be like that from the water boy when he's like 62. There you are. He he throws it right to the guy and lets him score and then I did that without the drop kick. That was in my first pod I think but I was like you'll be fine just don't like lose the game for us and then you pass the other team they scored and then we lost the game. And like uh, that conversation and the end of the game was a span of four minutes yeah yeah like it was like all right here you go and then real real time minutes yeah and then the game was like immediately over and i remember you looked at me and you wanted to like be a good friend and teammate like hey you're okay buddy but you couldn't say that because you're like 
yeah, that was kind of the one thing you shouldn't have done. I'm pretty sure you said something of that, and you weren't gonna like be fake and be like, "You're all right." You're like, it's like the one thing I asked you not to do. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those things. Like, well, if you're gonna keep doing that, don't fucking come back. <laughs> but look at you now; it just shows perseverance. Yeah, yeah. It's a, really, fourteen years later, all American story. Yeah, I remember Grant Stefan was not happy with me either because I feel like he really busted his butt in that game. I remember he pulled me aside too and he might have punched me i don't know he did that sometimes <laughs> was that you and i summers yeah it was in the summers at toys for tots oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and then also too i scored the four, first try of the game i will oh, say nice. i'm pretty sure i was held up but i argued more <laughs> it was like in a, a little mess of people and well and before that Devin was carrying like two people and then all of a sudden they decided to pick him up I saw the picture. Oh, and but they didn't call that. But while he was being picked up off the ground, he made it a wonderful pass. Yeah, that's and awesome. guess and guess who was there? Not helping ruck him, but guess who was there, ready to receive the ball? And there is a photo of me, like, "Hey, Devin, I'm open." <laughs> um, and when you look at it and you see like six of our forwards supporting Devin, I'm by myself, like literally no support, running at six people. Very selfish. It was very bad. Hmm. Also, we need to talk about this too. We're going to do a new segment. It's called... Shout out. Did it just get darker? Oh, the cat's in front of the lamp. That was weird. Uh, this segment is called... Cat in the lamp. Cat in the lamp, eh? <laughs> uh, did you know the law from the rugby law book? So, boop, 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 boop. let's say there's a situation. And this is really weird because we literally were talking about this on the van oh, yeah, ride yeah, before yeah. the game happened. And then it happened in the game. Nothing. <clears throat> kiss um <laughs> so we were talking about when you're running with the ball and a defender comes up and let's say they do like the peanut punch or they strip it out mm-hmm. but like the ball goes forward from the defense what's the call forward from the defense yes. so i'm running north and by, by peanut punch you're talking about charles peanut tillman from the chicago bears oh, used to God, force a lot of fumbles he wasn't, so he wasn't talking about so punching so people's you, peanuts so, so let's say this let's say this i'm on defense nickels you're on offense okay you're running at me here yeah. take this ball okay yeah okay. so we have the ball okay you have the ball you're running at me mm. and i don't even feel like tackling you i just go for the ball and i you, hit it out and the ball goes back behind you so I'm running north and the ball goes south. Yes. I would say what that. is the call? I, would, I wouldn't call that a knock at all. Not on the defense. Because you technically never have possession of the ball. What would you say, Eric? Well, I don't know the rule. I'm probably wrong. But I would just call it open play. Like, uh, it's no call. Ball's out. Yeah. That's what I would guess. That's so what, yeah, that's what when, said. when you look at the law... And I and I have this law. We're he gonna. Has it. He knows mostly about bird law, but he knows a lot of rugby law too. So the ball is not knocked on, and play continues if, in five point B, a player rips or knocks the ball from an opponent, and the ball goes forward from the opponent's hand or arm. There was a situation I didn't try to tackle at all on Saturday. I was very very lazy, and so every time I would get, and they had some guys who were like big, and I was like, ah, that looks like it's gonna hurt. So every single time I got near them, I tried to just strip it out. And I stripped it out one time, and I got called for a knock-on, and I argued, and I shouldn't have argued. Was that but, wait? Was it Saturday that you? Yeah. Was, it was so yeah. I've definitely have done that a couple of times where I've punched the ball out and stuff like that, and it just goes fucking wherever. Never been called for a knock. Yeah, just let it play. Ever. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever been around a time I can remember when a defender is called 
a, a knock is called on a defender. Besides, like, mm-hmm. blocking a pass, like an intentional knock. And I so, guess, yeah. the reason I bring this up is because, not trying to be a dick, but, like, I do feel like that is one of those, like, weird things that happens because the referee's idea of it was, like, you were the last person who touched the ball. Technically, I, like, you advance the ball forward with your hand, which is yeah. illegal. Right, but there is the thing in the law book that says mm-hmm. that kind of like a charge down right play on right, right. and so i actually had a conversation with the referee because he did really well he had a he had a great game and it was more of like learning for me because i told him like as i get older i'm gonna tackle less and less so i should probably know what this rule is too and uh it was a learning moment for us and i figured i'd share it with everybody so but if you hit him also i'm not gonna hit a referee no 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 well obviously <laughs> not during the game um but if you were to go to punch, and let's say you throw your shoulder into the guy as you punch the ball out, couldn't you get called for not wrapping I was, up? Well, I was just going to say if, if I tackle Phil, like I typically do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, yeah. yeah and my, and my, Where's he going? My chest hits, like, jars the ball loose from him, mm-hmm. and the ball goes what would be forward to me. That's That would never be a knock. True. Mm-hmm. But True. If, yeah. if you throw a ball off my chest – in play that would be a knock right so i thought i thought it was good clean defense yeah so no that was just a a a learning moment like it's interesting it's interesting because yeah and like i said i'm gonna tackle less and less because i'm lazy and (laughs) i don't want to get hurt so yeah no it was a good game uh gim who else stuck out miro yeah miro had a wonderful game miro had a hat trick so i mean that's always cool. good but uh, and he only played 40 minutes because he, he got played. a tummy ache because he ate fried chicken from he, loves oh, and jewel don't oh ruin don't ruin the the reputation i mean would you go, if you're at the jewel stop how would you go to loves there's yeah. a couple what, right across the street i know that's the halfway yeah, point yeah. <laughs> it's got subway yeah no that's what the boys voted on but the loves on the way back in a different place uh, they had a combo Subway slash uh, Godfather's, Godfather's Pizza. So yeah, with mm. Hot and Ready. So that was good. A lot of boys got. Also, why was he eating chicken that early in the morning, though? Like, <sighs> he had fr- a late night. He had a late night. He was trying to. That's not... He wasn't making a lot of good decisions in the van. Unless you get chicken uh, waffles, that's a breakfast sandwich. But, um, I mean, don't Phil... need to blast the man's decisions. I mean, yeah, he scored th- he's fueled by <laughs> it. No, no, no. Three tries. I'm concerned. Oh, by the way, he was the man of the match. Yeah. For only playing 40 minutes? That's a, We had that conversation. <laughs> but the thing was, like, he put in, like, Two games worth of work in forty minutes. No, like I'm, pr- he I'm was, proud of him. Don't get me wrong. No, he, he did great. awesome. Uh, it is awesome. But also, people. With that? Uh, a lot of guys stood out yesterday. There's a lot of good play. I mean, obviously, we already talked about Mr. Gray. The great job he did. Um, <laughs> Probably the best he did. number two. <laughs> the wombat the wombat number two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd vote for him. Uh, he just fired on me, but. <laughs> I was laughing. I kind of farted. I didn't know you'd know. Better than number two on me. All right, let's. Uh... That's why, like, when we sit on each other's laps, I guess I didn't realize you would have felt that. But it's fine. <laughs> Who else uh, stood out? A lot of guys. Uh, Detar. Detar played uh, all over. I believe he had to play uh, two or three different positions throughout the game. Yeah, he does it all. So yeah. Detar played how we expect him to play. Yeah, yeah, that's why he didn't get man of the match. Unfortunately, you expect <clears throat> greatness, and he's like, "I'm just going to be great." And it was just like, "Well, okay." Well. Except he didn't say it because he never like talks. He doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, he's a silent um, leader. Yeah, but no, offensively, defensively, he had a couple good phases that were started because of his. Yeah, basically doing it, doing it all on his own. But we had he, a brand new guy named Frank who's played before for Dubuque, like. 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but he was good. He well, well. he held his own. He's a big guy. Big, strong guy. You'll see in the pictures. Big, strong like, guy. Oh, that's a big, strong oh, guy. Oh, look at that guy. He's so big. I'm yeah. big, strong, too. Yeah. He, so I was like, I know what kind of 
lifting does. Yeah, and I was like, hey, you're going to be at lock because you're big and strong. And he's like, well, I've only played wing and center. And I'm just like, what? All right, you're going to play lock because you are behind Devin Fishback, the strongest guy here. Like, they, And like the two of them together. Or actually, Fishback played eight man. Cause, oh, nice. Oh, because Truck played wing. Oh, and you truck, ended up settling uh, on Truck playing wing. Huh? Truck, truck and Devin awesome. both stood out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Hargrove did great too. Yeah. Uh, truck, yeah, Truck was defensively, you know, kind of, he kept that line together. Um, this is the part of the show we're going to name every person on the Wombat. Vic and Hunter like, did really well. I mean, <laughs> you put up 52 points. You know, it's, it's a lot of love. Un- unselfish rugby is what we call 54. it. 54. 54. God, that keeps changing. I'm not sure. Get 100%. If you go check, I made 54. 54 to 22. 22? Yeah. Oh, they made one of their kicks. Yes, they did. And two of our tries were penalty tries. Yes, they were. So there were no kicks. On those two. On those two. Because they yeah. don't give you a, that was That was a good, fun, weird rule. Next thing, Iowa City versus Iowa Falls. They played in Iowa Falls. Iowa City wins 40 to 31. And what I would guess would be a slobber knocker as well. Oh, yeah. You want to know something crazy? So I checked the rosters like to just see, like, hey, who's playing where? You know, if you go onto the Rugby Explorer app, like, you can see who's playing. Mm-hmm. Well, as I looked, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Iowa City, they've only got 15 guys. Okay. And then I looked again. They only had 14 guys. So I haven't, I haven't heard anything from this match. I haven't talked to anyone. But, Wait, man. Shout out to them. Well, I'm calling out. Guy like, playing two positions. Is that what it is? There was no number eleven listed, and it looked like they played a whole match down a man, and they won. So hats off to them yeah. because they're they've got some tough guys, and I mean maybe that's not what happened, but I'm just going off of what I saw in the Rugby Explorer app. That's really impressive. You play down a man the entire match, and you come out on top on the road. Hats off to them. So. Yeah. Good way to end city. the season. Yeah. Love those guys. Love those guys. Yeah. Ducks fly together. That's what they say. Uh, Palmer women ended up winning as well. Don't know the final score because it didn't. Palmer didn't post it, and I didn't see um, anything on social media from them yet. D2 men. Here's a massive match, especially because only one team from the D2 men <laughs> conference get to go to the playoffs. Des Moines rugby defeats Palmer 54-21. Phil, instant reaction. Looks like Des Moines really, you know, got it figured out right now because ever since they lost to Palmer, they've won every single match since then, including against Eastside. Like, it just looks like they are clicking on all cylinders right now. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm really curious to see how their match goes against Banshees, like, round two. Well, that'll be the championship match, essentially, because they both have one loss. I've been really surprised by the Des Moines Skylines <coughs> the last year just as a, you know, the keyboard warrior just watching posts, you know, scores every week. Seems like they've really turned it on over there. Well, mm-hmm. they have a really talented back line, like a bunch of Iowa State alum. They're all really fast, really good players. They have a really strong pack right now. I mean, yeah, I I don't see why they wouldn't be east side. You know, like they're – you know they got the momentum right now. They're hot, mm-hmm. so they're hot. They're hot. They only so. have one loss on the season, right? Yeah. Yep. Same yeah. with East Side. Yep. Yeah. So, <coughs> yeah. I hope they make. I hope they get in. That'd be so cool. That'd be sick, bro. All right. 
Uh, anything else? I'm trying to think who else played. Uh, D4's done. D2 Palmer women, one. D2 men, Des Moines, one. D3, yeah, that's senior side stuff. So yeah. uh, coming down to the wire. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tight Head Brewing Company. All right, and now we're going to change gears here out of nowhere. <laughs> like we promised earlier in the episode, we have an interview with a current member of the UNI men's rugby team, Cooper Isaacson. Coop, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good, guys. How are you guys doing? How are you guys holding up? Oh, uh, you know, hanging in there like usual. God, Phil, you're so <laughs> depressing. Like, what the heck? He's, I'm, I'm sad. He's so sad you didn't respond to him and you responded to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt more than busting my knee. Oh. You can't go by carrier pigeons, Phil. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad. Also known as Facebook Messenger. Facebook <laughs> Messenger. <laughs> no, so Coop, we're excited to have you on because, I mean, all four of us in this room, in the Wombat Dent, we're all you and I rugby alumni. We all played for you and I. And uh, we love to see what you guys are doing. And we talked earlier in the episode just basically how – you know, Marquette, rival for you guys, always running them in the playoffs, a really tough team. You guys whooped Fuck them. them. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Not sugarcoat it. <laughs> and then, you know, oh, big matchup, number three, you and I, versus number 11, Whitewater, another powerhouse. They win, them up. <laughs> they win these national titles, tough team, and you guys beat them 72-3, to three, and we're like, hey, we got to see what's going on because those are the two toughest teams before the playoffs. So, uh yeah, tell us the story of the game. What happened on Saturday? Um, well, uh, we had a lot of young guys step up. That's kind of the name of it. Uh, and I guess the way to describe the game is about we spent the first 10 minutes kind of on our heels playing a little bit of defense. Um, we let them get territory, and then they, they kicked it for points. But then after that point, yeah, you gave up three points on deck. Well, we don't have guys up there. If I had someone I could chuck up there, then we might handle it. But. <laughs> yeah, so they, they got that first kick, and it was territory that, like, we gave away easy. Like, it was just early game jitters, but then as soon as we settled in, it just felt like we've been playing playing together all season and, like, really meshing together in ways that I, I don't think I've seen in practice or even in games that we've well, and that's it was a really proud game. It's interesting you say that, too. Like, young guys stepped up. Phil and I have been talking about this. We keep saying that, like, you know, Three years ago, when like your class got to you and I, I was like, "Oh, this is a young team," and then two years ago, "Hey, it's a young team." Like every year, we keep saying like this U and I team is just full of young talent, and now the old young talent is old, 
Like, you know what I mean? Like you guys just keep reloading every single year, but keeping those pieces, um, like your group, like I went back and listened to the interview, like with your dad and just that group, that class that you had, you guys are the leaders and you know, you led when you were freshmen and now you're leading as upperclassmen. Um, what's that like, you know, changing from being like young, now you're the guy helping these young guys in, um, how's that affect the dynamic of the team? Um, well, it's, it's, it's like, in a word, it's been awesome. Uh, like I, I couldn't ask for a better group of guys as like rookies and newbies. Um, we've got a great mixture of, um, guys who have played high school rugby before. So a lot of guys that come from a similar background from me where I, I came from Iowa high school rugby represent. And then we've got a bunch of guys that have never played that are also just, they just represent the willing party. Like that's mm-hmm. all I ask about of the guys is that they're just willing take the steps with us and like not only that they've just gone above and beyond we've got guys who've never played that are now watching world cup matches trying to study and learn nice but it, it just makes me super proud and also they're my friends right like these young guys come in and they're super decent dudes and they got a lot to bring just like as people to the culture and like a part of that culture is they just want to give the effort nice and i think zeus was telling me too like do you guys have the biggest squad you've had in a while? Like the the numbers of people just on the team, is it bigger than it's been in years past? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as as far as like our full numbers go, it's it's changed so that now topping like cracking that top twenty three roster is now kind of an endeavor. Nice. It's 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 not quite the same. Like, oh well, we got a pulse and and the set of lungs on you you can go full 80 but it's actually we can start getting i don't know if choosy is the best word but like we can start competing with each other we can start uh having some incentive for working hard at practice it's not just to walk in and and get what you want anymore it's 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 a it's a fight sometimes but we're all a friendly competition but it's it's still competition for spots nonetheless nice yeah no you were kind of describing like d3 senior side rugby like <laughs> hey do, yeah, we sure. have, do we have 18 guys like ah. but i i think that's awesome too and it really shows when you see those score lines you know you have depth you have choices and you know iron sharpens iron guys are trying to not only you know make the starting lineup the starting 23 and it kind of just makes everyone better and you have to be a student of the game and and mm-hmm. set yourself apart um what do you think is something that is helping I don't know, those guys from 16 to 23, what are they doing to set themselves apart to get on that top 23? And then when they get on the pitch, what are they doing to make an impact? Oh, that's, that's, that's a great question. Uh, Just from the sense of like, our mission statement has really been seamless transition, right? Like our finishers are not it's not just subs. It's not let a second like group of guys that it's it's people I would confidently put out there as starters. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that in the competition, the, the starting guys stepped out a little bit more. But we we told them like we we expect to see them willing to come in with twenty minutes left in the game or sixty or hell if somebody goes down in the first five minutes. Like we want to see no fall in quality when starting to fill guys in Mm -hmm. just because like it's it's college rugby kids are gonna get dinged up kids are gonna get hurt say we have to replace five on our starting lineup i don't have to take and reset the season for those five guys Mm -hmm. so that we can it's it's just been a big focus on staying in it at 
uh, practice mentally so that we can come in at games and people automatically can step into those positions. And just it ups the team chemistry with every single player if we can all play together. Yeah, of course. Um, no, I was wondering too. So you've been around, you and I obviously, since you know the beginning of your freshman year. You know, you've been a what, junior now. And you've got a chance to play with quite a few different uh, guys. But for this year, is there any guys that like, you know, are finally getting a chance to either like start or, you know, be a finisher or first year you've ever played with them? Is there anybody that's really like standing out this year to you? Um, breakout players. Breakout players. <laughs> well, I, I do miss. I, I got to call out my boy Luke Fairchild. Um, he's he's a freshman. Uh, he's never played rugby before. He he came around before our season started while we were still doing summer ball things. Was just really excited to be around the program. Was really proactive about reaching out and joining our club. And then he shows up. He's like, oh, not nearly that official. It's just a rowdy group of friends that are just booking <laughs> heads. But he's really taken to it. Um, he was really daunted by like the lineouts and the scrums and those things that are really unique to us in all of our sports. Like those things you don't see in football and those things you don't see in like traditional high school sports, but he's really embraced it. And he's become like not only a standout player with the ball in his hand, but like he runs support, like he's been watching the game for years. Awesome, dude. That's great. Especially like not like never playing before too. Like, that's huge. Like you love getting some yeah. of those guys. And he's especially he's a he's a recommender too. Like he's he's just he's also spurring the word to people as he meets. He's just like, oh, it's an excellent best choice I made. Like, great group of guys and like just really pushing forward messages that we like to see. And like he he really embraces who we want to be as a team. Nice. He gets it, and he also is like continuing to grow it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you love to see that at the young guys. Coop, talking to you, it sounds like you got a good grasp of what's going on. A good well-rounded head on your shoulders i'm just curious from the team dynamic how much you guys lean on zeus your coach and how much he empowers you like when we played our coach rick hall was a great he was great for us but he was mostly there to keep us accountable and for conditioning and we had the selection committee and we we picked our own lineups and our own subs and did all that i'm just kind of curious how much zeus empowers you guys and how much you guys lean on him Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> all good questions, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, that was the best. That was the best. <laughs> By far the best question. Like, we, we literally have been high-fiving every time you say that. Like, we're fist-pumping and high-fiving. Like, yeah. we did it. We stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Zeus, he does a good job of of handing it to us and kind of putting the ball in our court, right? Like, it's at the end of the day, the question is not, like, what like, – what are we going to do to get to, to play off or national level? Or what are we going to do to improve ourselves this week? It's, it's, it's really up to us, right? Like if we're going to improve, it has to come from motivation on the team. And so like days when practice are down, uh, Zeus lies on heavy, heavily on us to get the energy going. Cause on the field, that's going to be up to us. But as far as like keeping structured and keeping a bunch of dudes that have squirrel attention, <laughs> on the on the field and practicing, Zeus has done a great job with us. And especially, as I said, a lot of young guys that have never played before, Zeus has been doing a great job of, of keeping everybody in the rotation and, and, and making practice smooth. As far as lineups go, uh, he leaves a lot of that up to us, but it really, it's, it's a great two-way dialogue with a lot of our board members and, like, when we need to make those decisions. Um, 
Zeus has been doing good at both being a teammate in that way, but also as a coach, offering guidance, but also being a, a mutual when need be. So it, it's really it's it's leading from a side, like leading from next to us when he can, and then standing out in front when we need a little bit more order. Nice, and I think that's going to be huge for you guys, especially as you know, just again us being honest. Like you as a player, you're probably like, hey, one game at a time, but we're just going to be honest here, like your two toughest games until playoffs are out of the way. So uh, I feel like you're going to have to rely on Zeus to keep you motivated, keep you focused, keep you, you know, continue to get better uh, when competition may dip a little bit. Um, And just, again, being realistic, is that something you guys are kind of looking ahead to? Like, how do you keep the focus on getting better every single day uh, when the competition that you're going to be playing against the next couple of weeks before playoffs uh, is going to be lower than what you've seen already. Is that something you've thought about at all, or you know, what, what does that look like? Um, that 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 art is kind of a it's kind of an intrinsic motivation you got to find. Mm-hmm. Um, my Nick Marker and I always talk about how I walk into a game thinking about my worst losses I've ever taken. Like the hardest team I've ever played is who I'm going to see on Saturday. And if you play and you practice with that mentality of like I'm not I'm not just trying to win a ball game I'm trying to create the cleanest ball game and the most secure and the most undeniable ball game I can make. Mm-hmm. It, it it there's ways to kind of set your standards at practice and mm-hmm. also never overlook any team in the Great Midwest. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 always embrace that idea that like we're all proud we're all proud teams out here and we're all proud programs. But like. Where, where we see if, if we want to call it a competition lull or whatever you want to call it, but as we start getting more success, like we just have to demand more perfection out of individual reps, right? It's time to start nitpicking at film. It's time to start nitpicking at practice. Like if, if you all want to get better, that perfectionist attitude kind of comes naturally. Very nice. So you're saying there's, no, there's not a lot of suds practices for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep missing them and we can't get out of there. Oh, maybe, maybe you guys should get a better kicker then. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Has that happened recently? I mean, when's the last time you've had a suds practice? Oh, uh, it was probably indoor season. Nice. <laughs> nice. Still happens, when we were good. doing practice in a gym and somebody nails a kick into a basketball hoop and <laughs> oh, we so, all get out of there as fast so as we hard. can. Yeah. They set the bar a lot harder and higher than we did. You guys are letting David Randall kick those, right? <laughs> well, him or Nick or, <laughs> or Colby. It's really whoever calls him first. But it's also we've also hit him and then gone, actually, never mind, guys. Let's let's stay. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we still got that. work to get in. <laughs> it's a champion method right there. <laughs> yeah, just to be like, Zeus, if we wanted to, that could have been it. <laughs> if we if we wanted to, all of us could just walk out of here right now. It's legally binding. You say yeah, suds practice and make it. it. Yeah. It's, it's legally. The founders put it in the bylaws. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Probably yeah. isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. And no, it's just awesome to hear, man. It sounds like things are going great and you guys have a good mindset going forward and things are clicking. So we just hope you guys keep moving forward with that because it makes our watch parties a lot uh, fun when we have that NCR watch party at Pally's and, and all the old boys get together and, and cheered on. And it's awesome too, to see your guys' parents are, you know, pushing you guys forward too. looks like the sidelines are just hopping oh, yeah. with, uh, with fans and 
support. Elite. So <laughs> the best. Let's uh let's just keep this going, man. It's it's a fun season, but obviously you've said it you guys got work to do and you know you're not looking far ahead where again we have the luxury where we can do that because you know it's it's fun for us to watch but oh we're happy to hear you guys are you're focused and and ready to do what it takes so good luck the rest of the season man we're definitely going to check back in with you and um if we do or when we do reach out to you again you know you said earlier like you you think of your worst defeats or your worst losses and that's what motivates you just so you know i saw phil pull a notepad out and he wrote coop not answering your text message uh that's at the top of his list of worst defeats so i'm still fuming mad about it so just make sure you you respond to him next time because i see a tear um phil do you have any any last words for coop (laughs) before we let him go no, I think I'm going to leave him on red, too. <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Oh, just kidding, I, son. I'm I, proud I, of you. I'm proud of you. Oh, I have a question. Gimli has a question. How do you keep your locks so luscious? How does that, like, is there a secret? Uh, uh, get sweaty, get greasy, wash it once a year. Um, really let the natural oils and dirt set in. Oh, man. Uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, Caveman it out. If you ever make it to the MLR, you got the head and shoulders deal coming, I tell you what. <laughs> I'm looking for it. I'll look for it. He definitely gets his hair from his father. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coop, thank you for joining us, man, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. More woods and way of the wombat. You guys have a good one. All right, we'll oh, see you, brother. Love wombat. you. Thank yeah. you. All right, and that was Coop from the University of Northern Iowa. Great kid. Yeah. That's why I sponsor him every year. He's my boy. Yeah. Smart fella. Does his own work. Yeah. No, he, uh, he's he got a good head on his shoulders and maybe someday a sponsorship with head and shoulders, right? Yeah, that's what we just said, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get somebody on this podcast who's in the industry a little bit better. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, we're, we're bringing it back. He's and, learning. You know, we're, <laughs> I mean, figure it out. you edit this, it'll be fine. All right, moving right along. All right. And, and speaking of the head, like the head of the class, uh, <laughs> I don't want to sit by you anymore. We need to sit across. Well, get more microphones. Gosh darn it. Okay. What is this? So here we go. We're going to talk. court? Okay. (laughs) So there I was. There I was. I'm going to hit you. (laughs) Where's Javi when you need him? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Speaking of Javi, he asked if anyone was watching the World Cup, and Gimli was like, hey, you know what? We need to have Eric Nichols on. Yep. World Cup of cricket, right? That's what we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. did you yes. just say world cup of cricket okay nichols talk to us about the world cup world cup rugby nichols you're here i will what do you want to know man so okay uh basically how were your predictions um how did how are things going compared to what you thought now we're into the quarterfinals um can you give us a little preview of what the quarterfinals matchups are you have a bracket so pretty much just how have things been going where are we at now yeah, it'd be great. I'd love to go through my predictions, but I listened to the episode once when it came out, and I made up my predictions on the spot, and I <laughs> didn't write them down, but I know I didn't do well. <laughs> I was pretty adamant that South Africa wasn't going to be very good, potentially not make it out of their pool. That was a epic miss by me. But I guess going through onto the quarterfinal stage, um... The first matchup 
that I'm looking at here is Wales Argentina, which are two yeah two teams yeah. that really did not look very strong coming into the World Cup that have got a lot better through the pool play, mm-hmm. and they were benefited by having relatively weak pools. Yeah, right. Wales went undefeated. They did. They did. Yeah, their yeah. pools just kind of. Eh. Yeah, they didn't have New Zealand. They didn't have France. They didn't have Ireland. They didn't have South Africa. Correct. So they got lucky. And so in that match, Wales, Argentina, I'm going to take Wales to advance. I mm. think, uh, I don't know, man. I just liked what I saw out of their backline play. I feel like Argentina, you know, peaked and did enough to get through, but I just don't think they have enough cylinders to get through to the next round, frankly. Hmm. So that's, you heard it here first. I'm going to go with Argentina. Okay. Like oh. Los Pumas. Yeah. I tell you what, that. The match they played today, they played Japan. Japan, And that, first of all, I want to stop. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't have Peacock Plus, go get it. Yeah, you got to have Peacock. To watch the rest of the World Cup is going to cost you $6. Wow. And you can watch the replay of every single game. Mm-hmm. It might be 12 I don't know how the months line up. I don't know. I, I bought the like yearly thing like last year because I knew I was gonna want to watch rugby on it and like they have a bunch of other cool yeah, the shit. They have, they have a lot of good yeah. shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, <laughs> and WWE, WWE. Well, but, yeah. but they have all these like niche sports and shit. And like one of those is rugby, so they have a bunch of rugby on there. So it's like, why not? You know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, six, twelve bucks, whatever you know, to watch quite mm-hmm. a few weeks of World Rugby Cup. Yeah, that's so a that, deal. That Argentina Japan game would be a one. It'd be a fun one to rewatch. Mm. They're number 11. I don't know his last name. His first name is Mateo, which I just think is an electric name. I wish it was my name. Uh, <laughs> oh. He went fucking off. So I'll pick Wales to go out of that side of the bracket. Phil picked Argentina. Moving on to the the more exciting, I think, the, or a, what, a big match would be Ireland and New Zealand. Yeah. That's going to be a really good match. I'm a outspoken New Zealand supporter, and no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is going to be so Ireland South Africa were in the same pool, and that game a lot of people are saying is like the greatest pool game ever. I think Ireland close. won. It was something like, it was like fifteen to eight. It was like I heard thirteen eight. I thought something like yeah. that, and it was, it was something stupid close. Yeah. yeah, it was a really really good game. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, the South Africa Ireland. Yeah, it was like 13-9, Yeah. So Ireland went undefeated out of their. They went number one, and South Africa was number two. So they played New Zealand, who's the number two team and from their pool. They kind of handled Scotland pretty well yesterday. Ireland did. Ireland did. Yeah. Scotland's a real sad story, I think, in this World Cup. So they they did the drawing, the pooling, seeding, whatever you want to call it, like mm-hmm. three years ago. Yes, it's they do years in advance. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah. And so Scotland was much ranked much lower than they are now. Right. So they were in. They had the number two and like number three team in the world when the World Cup started. But a lot of that has to do with, I, I believe. The first people that qualify and the and the higher seeds you get are stemmed from how you do in the World Cup. So the previous World Cup finishers are the first ones that qualify. Right, the top the top four in the previous World Cup automatically qualify for the next World Cup, and then they get seeded. Then they have to the host team has to be in it. 
So the host teams are always given, and I think their seed is up up for debate. Wait, but is that really accurate that the host team is gets an automatic bid in? Yeah, it's yeah. You, sevens and stuff. U.S. will have a bid so no matter US, what. No matter what happens, they'll be yeah. in the World Cup when we host. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Olympics, I didn't know. So. I didn't know that until a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you talked that a little pod, did we? I yeah, heard you, I heard you because you weren't a fan of it. Because I am a fan of it. For I no, I thought what we talked about last time was uh, they were talking about adding additional teams, oh. four additional teams. Well, the host team was an automatic qualifier, I, oh. which I'm a fan of just because it's gonna. You want to have uh, domestic interest if you're gonna host yeah. something, but. Yeah, but Scotland probably, uh, they didn't have the easiest But anyway, I would say, lineup. With, and I don't think it's a huge stretch to say that Scotland is the number five team in the world, and for them not to be in the quarterfinals is, un- is it sucks. Yeah. And the fact that you've got, like... Huge stretch, like haggis, sheep's intestine? Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. All right. It's like with Tom's insurance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just for the like, looking at all these teams and the landscape of what everyone does, like Scotland should be in over Argentina, Wales, and England. I would say at minimum, just in my, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. That's because fairness doesn't really come into play. But yeah. Anyway, I think that Ireland being the number one team in the world is a safe bet here. They're. Mm-hmm. Play is as clinical as it gets. I was actually talking to Adam Falk about it and how it's almost not as fun to watch because they're like so well, they're so well disciplined and all their movements are so seamless and they all play in sync so well. It's like less, almost less fun to watch because it's so perfect mm-hmm. and their structure is so sound. I am going to, in any pool I'm doing, I'm going to pick New Zealand to, to go through, but I think the I, favorite would be Ireland. Yeah, I, so I'm going to say New Zealand, but if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would pick Ireland. No one wants Sorry, to talk Phil, about Phil. Ireland. Well, no, I was going to agree with. I'm not picking, but obviously, I, I would pick Ireland. But I'm not sure. I feel like the last couple of matches New Zealand's played, they've definitely they improve every single match, and that's kind of how I felt watching them play Italy. Was like. This is too easy for them. Like yeah. they just started throwing old guys out there I feel like at some they point. They sandbag those first games. Like it feels like New Zealand know like they know when to turn it on. Yeah, and I, and I they like know to, how to. I like well. to think of it as hitting form at the right time, but Not sandbagging. <laughs> but Ireland is also on a 17 game win streak and I think the record is 18. So damn. I don't know. Phil, who do you got? I'm still going to lean into Ireland. I just too dominant at the moment like you said just super sound technicality rugby just don't really have a lot of mess ups don't really turn the ball over a whole lot like just think it's just a I don't want to say a no brainer because you know New Zealand can definitely surprise people and they obviously have a history of being an extremely good rugby team like overall greatest rugby team in the world but I just don't think they're going to be able to squeak by Ireland fair I guess the way we're going to do this is just Phil and I are picking, which I'm okay with. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Yeah, that's again, the thing. I, again, I, I handed the microphone over to Gimli because I have watched very little World Cup rugby, and I'll admit it. And if I'm, you know, picking, it's based off of very little data or information. But I will say I did see Ireland and Scotland pieces of it. And I thought Scotland looked so good against Romania. I mean, oh, but that, that was nuts. I mean, that's... I mean, they're 
two wildly different tiers of teams, but <clears throat> Ireland made look, Scotland look silly. Like yeah, and, I, and like for and like you said, Scotland being the fifth best team in the world, Ireland made them look like they didn't belong in the top ten. Yeah, Scotland. I mean, just to keep ragging on it, but Scotland's no, Scotland stinks. Their <laughs> their fly half Finn Russell is like a top player in the world, and I think they have mm. the best maybe the best wing combo in the world. Their wings are extremely effective. But anyway, moving on. Also, I need uh, Ireland Not to keep on. winning so uh, a Bundia key guy can get me my bet where I have that he's going to score the most points in he the could. World Cup. That guy is It's pretty fucking great. Yeah. He was born in... He's Samoan he, Irish. Everybody knows that. He was born in New Zealand. Oh, well, America. you know. But whatever. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> uh, the next... You sound mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next we have England and Fiji I know what oh. you probably think And I know what you want uh, Yeah I was just going to say I would like to see Fiji win that But I just don't So does Nichols <laughs> Well Fiji They lost today to Portugal, Portugal. Yeah, Yesterday was... to Portugal Yeah Yeah, This comes out tomorrow <laughs> Oh yeah Sorry. Hot, hot tub time machine Your listeners are smart <laughs> well, and I think it's funny. I I kind of earmarked this, Ryan, when you mentioned the Scotland-Romania game. So mm-hmm. Portugal, they had a draw against Romania, and they beat wow. and they beat Fiji today yeah. or yesterday or whatever. Whenever they want. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Time zone is probably two days ago for them. Dude, but Portugal looked really good in that match. Like, just, defensively, they look sound. And they can they move the ball well on the ends. And I just think, you know, for guys listening to this game and looking at replays and stuff, some of those what quote-unquote like the minnow teams that qualify and are, don't have a, a chance to get out of it, they've played a lot of really good rugby. Mm-hmm. Like Uruguay was extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. France played them, and they put in like their second team all around. Before he got hurt, Anton Dupont was sitting in the stands. He didn't even dress, and – Uruguay, France beat Uruguay by 14, but it was a close game. It was like, mm. Jesus, is France going to get beat by Uruguay? Yeah, right. I mean, and uh, who else? Like, Chile played pretty well. Portugal was a, a big surprise. And some of those mm-hmm. games that you would just, you know, the teams are going to win. And more often than not, pretty much other than this Fiji game, they did win. But it's still a good watch, and, you know, it's still a fun atmosphere to to pay attention to yeah it's cool to see that you know even if they are for sure out of like the possible option to advance like they're still giving it their all kind of thing you know because it's still like you're playing for pride type deal exactly you know yeah. and i think you're too your country what's really cool about this is these tier two nations you know like you said they have a sense of pride and they do have a lot of good pieces and on any given day they can beat anyone but you know it's going to be like and I think you said this when we had you first on for the preview of the whole World Cup is you know injuries and just the attrition mm-hmm. and being able to go through this gauntlet of four pool play matches just to get to the knockout stage. I mean, a tier two nation can beat anyone on any day for the most part. Maybe not the top three teams in the world, but sure. yeah. they can't go through eight matches unscathed. And I think that's mm-hmm. what's cool about this tournament is you know you have one of these upsets and now you've just knocked one of the top five teams out of, you know, a good seed for the knockout stage, or you might've knocked them out altogether. And, you know, your country has that sense of pride of like, Hey, we did that. We're building, we have something Mm -hmm. to go off of for the next four years. So I think that's cool. But these tier two nations, yeah, they just, 
You know they're not going to make it through the whole eight matches unscathed, but they could ruin somebody's tournament, and I think that's you know good enough for some of these teams that just barely made it in and a sense of pride for them. So mm-hmm. that, to see Portugal play that well against Fiji, like right before you know the quarterfinals, it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of times you know kind of to piggyback off what Coop was saying in the you and I interview is you know you want your finishers. Or the guys that come on, you know, you don't want to have a drop in play. And that's typically what happens. So for any of you college, high school, men's club players, guys getting into it, any of these games that you don't think would be good, typically the first 20, 30 minutes is pretty tight Mm -hmm. because you've got world-class athletes on both sides. Sure, their level of play might be different, but typically when the dam breaks is when you're subbing in more world-class players Mm -hmm. against guys that aren't good enough to play for these other teams. But anyway, kind of what? on a tangent there. So yeah, it's been stated in my last time here that I'm not a big fan of England, <laughs> especially Owen Farrell, who got the red card like the day I the day before I came on the pod. He mm-hmm. was disciplined not very much by World Rugby and then they actually went back and redisciplined him more. He had to sit down for two World Cup games. His replacement, George Ford, played super well. He kicked like three drop goals in that one yeah. game and just Damn. So he's kept his 10 jersey, and Owen Farrell was playing 12. And then uh, Manny Tuolangi was 13, whatever. Uh, kind of shifted their whole back line because uh, George Ford played so well. So they – I mean, they're a good side, and they're going to be a good side. Mm-hmm. Like a, in that top tier, they're always <sighs> solid. But I didn't know if they would make it out. I think Fiji has the athletes to beat – anyone on any given day Mm -hmm. like we kind of said before they've got all those guys that play for uh drua fiji fiji drua the Mm -hmm. super league team and so a bunch of those guys are now playing professionally so they're a little bit less like backyard play like oh hey bro you know behind the bat pass everyone's got their eyes closed you know just doing sparkling stuff they they actually wear cleats they're not barefoot (laughs) yeah well, and I saw something on Twitter that I thought was interesting. I think it was Gift Alegbu. He's like a commentator for rugby in the United States. And he tweeted out, he asked the question, why do Fiji's have to be the underdog to play like dogs? I mean, is that something you notice too, where like they play way better when they're the underdog? Yeah, yeah that's, why they, that's why they lost to Portugal. Well, I, <laughs> but I'm saying... No, like, I agree with you. I agree like, with you. Play to their competition. But like... Why is that? Like, because like you said, they have the athletes. They have some of the best athletes in the world. But, like, what is it that holds them back to be like, hey, no, you you belong here, and you should beat the shit out of this team? I think maybe, I mean, part of it, not to necessarily answer your question, but just in general is, like we talked about earlier, their set piece and their the structure of their play is a little questionable. Like, I watched them play, and I text, like, Adam Falk or somebody – I was like, you need to go to France and teach these fuckers how to win a lineout because they lost like three lineouts in a row. Just like mm-hmm. stuff that should be automatic at that level to win test level rugby, they mm-hmm. they aren't doing. But when they have, like, it's they're not. And like Samoa and Tonga were the same way. I was really excited about both those teams, and they had the horses to do it. They just couldn't keep. I don't know if it's discipline, composure, or just their structure wasn't tight enough at that level, but. I do think that there's probably a little bit of an element of those guys not being used to being in that position. You know, like Scotland, 
<clears throat> I'm sorry. I meant to say Ireland, New Zealand, the Frances, South Africa. As you know, they're every game they play, they're under such a microscope. Like they're expected to win, even mm-hmm. if whether they're playing Romania or they're playing France. You know, they're expected to win, and they go in there expecting to win. And I don't know if they're just moving. They're on the <laughs> cusp of moving themselves onto a whole nother echelon. I would say too. It's kind of like you said they're not trained that way or whatever the echelon but a lot of it too the Fijians I know or have met um, just they're like it's the way of life I think like the Fijians are super uh, I know a couple guys and they're super relaxed Mm -hmm. they're super calm it's just like they're calm cool and collective and so I think it's one of those things when they have but also they're badasses when shit hits the fan and they need to step up they turn they turn it on another gear so i think it's almost like when they're the underdog they have that gear already on they're already ready to go and when they're not they're kind of just still a little more you know not to say they're in a sharp but they're you know they got a little laid back little guards a little bit down the island vibe yeah well and it's kind of like to go back to coop man that they're island boys he's, he's on top of it i feel like he he nailed it you know what i mean um, talking about like how do you get up how do you stay focused finding that intrinsic motivation and being like you have to win you know your one-on-one battles how can no matter who you play how can you play your game perfectly and like whether that person across from you is giving you that resistance or not you know what I mean like mm-hmm. whether they have a great defensive line set up or not you still have to run your line you have to run your phases the way you expect it to be run and I think maybe that's something, too, where it's like when you know the competition isn't compared to other people, you know, like you're not really giving that full effort because you're like, I can go half-ass and still beat this line. And that's where you get into trouble. I agree. I think I'm going to try to get back on track here. I was going to go on a whole Thank you. tangent South at the Africa end. Here. So I'm going to pick, and this is a Let's real, go back to Fiji. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick Fiji in this game. This is mostly because I don't like England, and I want to see Fiji do it. But Eng- I mean, England played Samoa yesterday or today or whatever reality we're living in, and Samoa had, <laughs> from what I expected, kind of not played as well this tournament. They had, they got Lima Supawanga, the fly half that came and just joined their side. What'd you call me? <laughs> if you say the names fast, then it doesn't matter if you mess them up. So I just like go, breeze. Lima Supawanga. Lima Supawanga. So he started. He had been hurt their last two qualifying Gazoo games. Tight. And uh, England beat Samoa by one point. And it was a super tightly contested game. I don't think England is all that good. And I think on the right day. Fiji can beat them. And I think it kind of goes back to that underdog mentality. You know, like, I don't have any statistics in front of me just from documentaries and stuff I've seen, but I can only imagine the difference in money between Mm. England rugby and Fiji rugby. Oh, yeah. And that right there would, I mean, if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what would. Yeah. So I'm picking Fiji. And Fiji's probably really pissed off from this loss. Like, they're probably embarrassed losing to Portugal. Yeah, some fuel for them. And then you have that fuel, and then also you're the underdog. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's like the perfect storm for Fiji to be very motivated, and they have nothing to lose because I don't know. I guess I don't. I'm no uh, World Rugby Cup historian, but I don't think they've ever gone this far. Yeah, I, 
I would love to go with Fiji as well, but like, that's hard, man. Like England, and like I don't really like England either, so I don't know. That one's tough. I'll probably go with England though. I think, and I do this big, huge fuck England thing all the time, but like, they have some really fun players. Like Marcus Smith, who mm-hmm. plays for the Harlequins, he plays ten. He he was playing fullback for him. He's really exciting. Manu Tuolangi, who plays center for him, he's a Samoan guy. All like his bunch of his brothers played for Samoa. That's a highlight if you just Google the Tuolangi brothers. But yeah, I'm picking Fiji. Fuck it. I'm gonna pick Fiji too. I like. I, <clears throat> That's I your like only it. pick. <laughs> I, I picked show. Ireland too. Okay, so what about Wales, Argentina? Uh, Argentina. I'm going against you and Eric Wickham. So, As you know, he picked Wales perfect. to win the whole thing. Yep. I think almost every good rugby country will get up and play against England just because, I mean, it's, it's good and bad. England was, you know, a colonial empire that raped. No, I like this is why Brennan's here. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they raped is... and pillaged and used these people and my people, the Irish, uh, you know, to fight their wars for them. And the Fijians, like seven generations of Fijians fighting in World War II and all that shit. And then, yeah. So I think everyone's mad and they're going to fuck them. But the the positive thing is without that, none of these teams would know what rugby is or be good at rugby because the English brought it to them. Oh, Oh, I know. They invented it. They didn't make it good and stuff. Um, I'm going with Fiji, though. Fuck them. This is is so awful. (laughs) I like it. Psychology. We, this is generations of pain. Okay, I need to be need to be stopped. Not to mention, uh, did you guys play select side when Nemani was our coach? Oh, Nemani is a great guy. Yeah, he's Fijian. I believe. I think he lives in Fiji now. He's a Kiwi, but okay. I thought he was Fijian. Uh, I don't know. I could. Let's be wrong. ask him to. Yeah, call him up. Let's, let's get him, get him on, on the podcast. Yeah. Get him on the horn. Pod, pod, pod. Yeah. All right. Uh, pod, 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 uh, follow game. Last game. Follow game. Final final game. Following oh. game. Both. Is France, South Africa? Oh, France. <laughs> I was just going to say France, too. Yeah. Well, did you? are you aware that it, Anton DuPont broke his cheekbone? Yeah, no, I saw that. And uh, Phil actually said that, and I said collarbone, and I was wrong. It's his cheekbone. Yeah. The he, hit, got kiss, on it, like, he got right kissed away. on the cheek too hard. He got hit um, by, a, by the Namibian captain. I think he's like the out center. It was like mm. uh, so low. I, was, I text low before... Mm. New, uh, a bunch of Namibia games, especially the New Zealand game. No one on this podcast cares, but it's really funny. I just so his Facebook message. I do the messenger. I just read in his voice, and he's like, oh, "I'm so excited for the Namibia game, <laughs> and I've got the backup hooker dated my sister, and the starting lock was my locking partner from my club when I was a kid." And he like know he knows like six people on the team. <laughs> So I don't know anything about Namibia, but I imagine it's just low, and his neighbors just making a rugby team. I don't know, but anyway, I don't. I don't he played know. for the Bremer County Bucks. Actually, just real quickly on low because we've mentioned him a few times. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, keep it tight. Keep- uh, he came to the Cedar Valley because he was at the University of Northern Iowa as a non-traditional foreign student, and I remember he was like there for an orientation, like for clubs thing, and we're like, oh my god, this guy knows rugby. He's from another country. And then it was like, you should not be playing for the college club. You need to play for a men's club. And that's how he came to Bremer because mm-hmm. he was going to be like, oh, I'm at UNI and I'll go to like play with you guys. And it was like, I think you're too old. Like, like 
I think there was a rule like you can't be over 26. I think I don't know. No, but then he could unless, unless you're military. Uh, yeah, and then he could have rented a van for him though. I know. He also drove like I don't know what make or model it was, but the Jeep he drove looked like the Jeep you would ride if you were on a safari. <laughs> so he just like <laughs> he like fit the mold true and true. Did he like bring that from home? Like, we'd, we'd take pictures and he'd go, "Everybody say snake sheet." <laughs> And he'd say, people here do, don't know how to tackle. And he, like, was, I don't know. He's he's a fun guy. Love him. Good man. Love him. So, anyway, I don't know. To be completely honest, I don't know if DuPont is going to play. There's been a bunch of talk about him wearing DuPont? a mask because he broke his cheekbone. So, this is the yeah. French like Rip Hamilton. Anton DuPont, who's, like, widely regarded Kobe as Bryant. the best player in the world. Mm. Pistons. So I wonder what the rip rules Kobe are on that. Like we had a guy at you and I who broke his nose, and they we tried to have him wear a face like mask of some sort. Who was it? Luke Hermison. Oh, Hermes. and they're like, no, you can't put that on. So he played the whole season without it. So the, actually, Beast. I don't. I shouldn't be quoted, but I heard on a podcast that it's like four millimeters is the thickest plastic you can have because the rule is like you can't have. There's like there are mm, rules because yeah. the French like. I feel like all the top men in France are trying to make this mask so that Anton Dupont... Because, like, I don't know betting lines and stuff, but the overall opinion is if he's in, a lot of people would pick France, and if he's out, a lot of people would pick South Africa. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Which puts me kind of on the fence. So I I I don't know. This one's really tight, too. South Africa did this, like, bomb squad mentality, so they did this... They had this revolutionary subbing strategy where they oh, had yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they had uh, seven fours and one backline sub where typically you'd have like five and three yeah. uh, forwards to backline players and so essentially at halftime or in the second half they just sub out Mm-hmm. Almost their entire pack. Well, that makes they, sense. You guys never do anything back there anyway. You don't get tired. Right. Well, Jesus according to Christ. Tom, you just drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. People like you, Nichols. It's like uh, me, Zeus, and Sherm have this uh, group chat, and they're like, it's like I'm just all alone all the time. Is any Are there any backs out there that want to call into the show and help a brother out here? <laughs> Plus, don't you guys like to scrum? Is that what you do? You guys talk oh, about it all the time. Oh, my God. No, like we hold it against you guys because it's like, we're big we have to do it but we don't like doing it but since we have to do it we're gonna pretend like oh that's our thing but we hate it yeah watching yeah, a match it's, it's literally my least favorite part of the game it's not fun <laughs> my 12 years playing i wish i had the stats actually i do look at it 61 percent of the scrums i was involved in were knocks by the forwards not the backs oh my data my data says 61 <laughs> percent the really? other way uh-huh. But we never play together, so yeah. Uh-huh. If you would have played with me, you never have to scrum. <laughs> <laughs> if we played together, Ryan Gray never scrummed when I was. If we would have played together, sixty-five <laughs> percent nope. of the uh, scrums would have been because of the forwards. Actually, your been. most your most famous yeah. viral uh, clip oh, is. Uh, hey. <laughs> oh, I think I had a knock last that was year. A meme. I didn't have one this year before I got hurt, so. Hands, sure. hands are better. We'll check the data. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. go back. We'll check okay. the film. It's called Javi. I wasn't lying, though. Eric Nichols used to be the master of dropping it straight down and then just kicking it yep. forward. Just and just play it off. <laughs> I didn't knock it. It's a boot. That's what That's I meant to do. That's what I meant, I meant to do. To do that. So, so I guess th- so who I you gonna... will uh, probably move France. Uh, France is 15, their kicker. I don't think he's 
a hundred percent. But he's, I think he's the best. Uh, what do they call it? I keep wanting to say field goal. The best penalty kicker, penalty kicker. in yeah. the world. BK. And uh, they lost their because that the when we first I was first here and we talked about this before the World Cup. I talked mm-hmm. about uh, Roman Entomac, their fly half, and, and they Dumac. lost him right before the World Cup started. And they've got Johnny Bear and a couple other guys, and they haven't looked back. So, yeah, I'm gonna pick France to move on. Who is that? Uh, who's their leading scorer too? Who's that? That big tall thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's really good though. He's real good. Yeah, I'll take France too. Who do you think is gonna be in the championship? Uh, New uh, Zealand and France. Ireland. I don't is think that possible. possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first game of the World Cup was New Zealand France, and I think it's gonna be the last game of the World Cup. New Zealand Ooh. France. Ooh. I was gonna say Ireland and France because I'm I'm all in on France right now to make it all the way to the World Cup final. Both those sides are really good. France or Ireland's got three props. Don't know any names. Don't know any specs, but they look like they should be in the WWE. One of them's got like the side shaved mullet with all the tattoos. The you other see one's the good. guy that tackled the guy over the barrier. Did no, that's that? Scotland. That's the guy oh, that from. Uh, um, he's the guy from Saint by the Bell college years. That's uh, Mike Golick's brother. Mike Golick's brother. <laughs> Bob Bob Golick. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he'd come back up. But uh, then their replacement prop has like cornrows and mm. then like two big long French braids. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it's. I think they just call those braids. Irish braids. I don't. I don't get know it, anything about like France French braid. Get it? Like beret? Well, no, he's from France, right? Oh, French. Uh, so no, he... he's Irish. I'm oh, okay, Irish. sorry. The okay. Irish braids. Okay. He's, he's in. Stuff. He's in France right now. Yeah. Um. We should probably do another World Cup watch party. Yeah. yeah. No, we need to. Okay. So I think the who is there? Who would play on Sunday? This upcoming Sunday. Well, there. I know that. I only looked before the games Saturday today. Too. Yeah, there's a game. Ireland, New Zealand's we, three. We, we have, play, we have a match. I'm just Saturday. saying, like, there's matches Saturday. Too. Yeah, but the matches, the Ireland New Zealand okay, matches at three o'clock on Saturday, right? right? Everyone listen to me. Right. Or two o'clock. Let's listen to Eric. Saturday, 10 a.m. is Argentina, Wales. Saturday, 2 p.m. is Ireland, New Zealand. Sunday, 10 a.m. is England, Fiji. Sunday, 2 p.m. is France, South Africa. France, South Africa would be a good watch party. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the mic. So what I'm thinking is <clears throat> Sunday we should go to Pally's at 10 a.m. Ask him to open it up oh, at 10 a.m. And then do and then, 10 and 2. Yeah, we could uh, do both. Let's do two. it. 10 and 2. Just like driving. Yeah. You guys in? I'm down. I have to talk to my wife, but yeah. We right. can't hear Eric Nichols right now because Ryan's holding on to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but <he's... clears throat> oh, by the way, happy birthday to uh, the chef. Ray Ray, yeah. Yeah. And Katie. And Katie. Katie. It's Katie's birthday. Katie's birthday is Friday. Ray's birthday was Thursday. Yeah, Raekwon the chef. Yeah. No, happy birthday. Oh. Phil, did you get something for his daughter's birthday? I did not. It's my mistake. Ooh. Ooh. We're supposed to get something? Hey, would your daughter want a hairless cat? I could probably put one in my pouch and walk out. <laughs> no, Lex would want to get rid of her, so. Aww. Yeah, she meows too loud. Aww. My daughters are both obsessed with cats, and they've only seen a cat in person twice in their lives, so it's strange. But anyway, yeah. All right. I'll so take, I'll steal your cat. We're good to go. All right, so I oh, think. Oh, I got one more thing I want to say about the World Cup. Yes. Uh, Australia did not advance. And I think it's great. But they will qualify yeah. since they are hosting in 2027. That is true. Aww. But that's a big talk in the rugby world. They're going to fire their coach. And probably the bluey world. 
Yeah, because Bluey, they root for... The gold team. But so we, their, uh, we'll their neighbor, Mackenzie, they root for the black team. Yep. <laughs> did you watch that episode? I did. And yeah. we got uh, Ray for her birthday. We got her Bluey figurines, and mm-hmm. it was Bluey, Bingo, and then Mackenzie, and then fucking Honey, I don't know who that other one was. Yeah. But I was like, I told Kate, I was like, that, that one is from New Zealand, so we like that one. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. Uh, the end of that episode, or like when they're, boo, you can't boo, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I did say, you know, they didn't, they left out, they only brought one fly half, and they had a super young team, and they looked not good. Didn't qualify for the first time ever. Mm. So That's crazy. Fuck Australia. I thought you were going to say something positive there, just how you were leading into it. I will say this. They only brought one play happened. <laughs> I was saying team, that, they didn't look good. <laughs> I was saying that I was right. That was a positive thing. Here's <laughs> the positive. Self, it's self-promotion. <laughs> also, if anyone needs any consulting, call Eric Nichols Consultants at 555-555-15. You, did you write that down? I need that. Write that down. Write that uh, down. Yep, yep. And then the address is 1234 Fake Street. That's what Fun fact, did you know Joseph grew up on Easy Street? I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's the craziest, craziest thing in the world. I know. I feel like we bring him up almost every episode of something silly like that. But just I, had his whole life handed to him on a platter. That yeah. Kid. I just remember he would pull out his ID and be like, oh, yeah, this is for real. And then, <laughs> oh. It's <laughs> the best Joseph impression I've ever heard. How's he doing? He's over in Iowa City now, right? Like. Uh, he there. lives in North Liberty and he works in the Victor. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right. I was gonna go to his daughter's birthday party, but she had a hand, foot, and mouth disease, so I didn't go. <laughs> Better than hoof foot. <laughs> okay, we're moving on from the World Cup. That's our World Cup Love recap. You, Joseph. He doesn't know. listen. Know. <laughs> you know who does listen? Ben Villa, religiously good man. Yeah, no, he's our top Patreon. What? <laughs> he's a damn good man. We gotta get him on the OnlyFans. I can't believe he's not here right now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> We've talked about getting him on, but apparently he doesn't want to. He seems like a sheepish boy. He'd have to be in person. <laughs> I think I think in person would be a lot of fun. Are that you are you, awesome. t- are you undressing right now? Uh, I need to let it breathe a little bit. This brace, dude. Listener, <laughs> Phil is completely unbound currently. His his leg. His rage is completely unbound. His, his yes, broken is. leg is out. It's breathing. He took the brace off. He's wiggling around the kneecap. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, smells yeah. bad. Yeah, it looks almost like a bend that sucker. Oh. Look at oh, the yeah. dirt underneath the oh, bottom man. half of that quad. I don't think it's there's any reason. Yeah. Yeah. This hair is never going to grow That's back. just sweat. <laughs> <laughs> no okay. reason you won't see Phil playing on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. So. Moving on from the World Cup, we're going to have a watch party at Pally's this upcoming Sunday. We're going to try to get them to open the doors at 10 so we can watch two top-level matches. And then, actually, I think every weekend from here on out, we're going to do watch parties there. Like, I'm going to say that now. We're going to do it because we have the quarterfinals, the semifinals, then the finals. We're going to watch all of them. Finals is October 28th, I believe, right? So next thing I want to talk about the Iowa annual grand meeting is on December 2nd, 2023. We're going to so, have a watch party at Pally's <laughs> <laughs> live streaming. No, 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 no. But this is for real. I kind of want to be serious here. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Cause the big thing and Nichols, I do have questions for you. So the big thing is here. So I'll just say it like I'm the, acting vice president of the union right now and i union? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. Did no, stop. No, this happened like months ago. Um, I didn't. I didn't tell you because uh, it's like because I didn't a, vote for you. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. No one voted. The last AGM. And like the last two years, people keep getting nominated and everyone declines. Like everyone's like, no, 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 no. And then kind of things were just kind of stagnant and just kind of whatever. And then Bill Scallion. Nope. Bill Scallion. I don't know why that eye pops in there. Bill Scallion. Yeah, Scallion. He reached out and was like, hey, I want to jump in and do some stuff. Will you be the VP? And I'm like, sure, whatever. Let's 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 just make things happen. Mm -hmm. So. I'm helping him. We met this past weekend after the Northeast Iowa Wombats match, and we talked about the AGM. And, yeah, December 2nd in Cedar Rapids. There's going to be more information posted later this week. But here's the thing. People always talk all the time about, like, the union. Like, hey, the union needs to do this. The union needs to be better at this. The union needs to support this. So I just want people to know, you know, over the last decades, every single time when you're like, hey, the union needs to do... The union is like two to five people who have like jobs or whatever and like, you know, they just kind of whatever. So it's going to take everybody to make changes. So please be there December 2nd in Cedar Rapids, probably around one o'clock. Be there because there's committees that are going to happen. We want to grow the sport. Um, basically the agenda right now, it's going to be a recap of what teams have done this past year. There's going to be a report from the Midwest union, a financial report, a referee report. We're going to actually do elections of officers. So then it's like a real election. So not like I said, like where we, me and bill just kind of are there. Um, then we're going to talk about select sides. You might've seen on social media. There is an application if you want to be a coach of either the senior select sides for men or women or U23 select side coaches, apply. We are trying to find coaches for all four select side teams before 2024. That way those coaches can make schedules. And then we can start talking about how are we going to select players, what our practice is going to look like. We actually want to do matches against like D1 clubs before the LAU tournament. But we need coaches, and we don't just want one coach. We want a team of coaches because, again, select sides, some of the best learning comes from that because guys from all across the state, girls from all across the state, they go, they learn, then they go back to their home club, they take what they learn, and then they share it with their team. Select sides can be where the union really supports your club in moving forward. We played for you and I, we played for Bremer, and when we went to select sides, a lot of times it was like 15 people from our club. And that doesn't help everybody. We want every single club represented. So we need coaches though. That's where it starts. It starts with the coaches. So please, if you want to coach, apply. Um, then we'll talk about like some spring schedule stuff, women's rugby, all Iowa. Uh, a developmental summit in March, February, basically where we're going to invite people in to talk about things to make your club better. Um, basically, it's an educational thing. You show up, you learn stuff. Wisconsin does it. Iowa Youth Rugby did it a few years ago. We want our union to do it. We want to bring back summer sevens. We want to talk with clubs monthly. We want to set goals and we want to hear from people. So if there is something 
that is pressing, that you want to be talked about, that you want to see fixed or improved, please send a message to either me, to Bill, to the Facebook page, to whatever. We want to hear from people because if you were on social media this past week, like there's a lot of conversations about things. If there is something you don't like, share it so we can fix it. I mean, I, I mean, I think everybody knows, like everybody's got an opinion. A lot of people like to say, I'd like to see this. Be active. We need help. We need support. So I just talked for a long time. See something, say something. Um, Nichols, you haven't been in like uh, qualified to answer any of these questions in ten years. Yes, <laughs> so that's what's going to make this fun. Okay, uh, if you were to jump in and make changes to the Iowa Rugby Union, or like, what would be the first thing you would do to make things better for all clubs, all members? Yeah, put you on the spot. Here you go. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's really <laughs> tough. Cheerleaders, so, one. Sorry. What do you mean, cheerleaders? I don't know. I, I don't How much clothes are they wearing? Well, they'd what? be all male. Good. Hot pants. <laughs> so not. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a hard question, right? Right. I don't. I think. I think the I think the I think, those guys. I think the the youth involvement, and I mean youth from a men's club mm-hmm. level, has gone up a lot, which I think is good. So like. Having like supporting men's clubs into being like, hey, you should get more engaged in starting elementary, middle school, high school programs that like you create your own feeder essentially, and then you create more coaches. Which I think is paying dividends. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, or Phil was saying, a bunch of the Des Moines guys Mm -hmm. are a bunch of Iowa State players that came. Right. You would assume would, because I think Ant does, I don't know him. I shouldn't say his first name, but I think their coach. Mr. Fry. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think their coach recruits a lot out of yeah. the high school, so I think that feeder program is mm-hmm. working, which has now gone from like grassroots high school to college and mm-hmm. now to men's program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think getting younger people to play at the men's club level would be important. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> that's actually something, too. I sent an email to every board member from the Iowa Youth Rugby Association, and I personally invited each one of them to come to the AGM because even though Iowa Youth Rugby and the Iowa Rugby Union are two separate organizations, I think there's a huge opportunity for both organizations to work together, share resources, as in coaches, players, referees, and basically a place where people can grow. And again, if the senior side invests in the high school side, those high school players will eventually be senior side players. I think that's like common sense, but like it's just not happening. And then same thing with referees too. We desperately need referees. Uh, People need to sign up. People need to do the courses. People who do the courses need to actually referee. Um, Problem is a lot of people go to these referee courses and then they never referee a single match. So yeah, the youth level. Phil, how about you? I'm going to go to you next. If you had to jump in and like change anything or like improve anything, what would it be? Oh, that is a very tough question. Because Gimli, start thinking Nich- about your response so you don't start like that <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Nichols hit it on the head because um, obviously youth programs and being more involved in youth programs. You know, you look at every really successful club across like the states, and so like not just you know Midwest teams or whatever, but I mean like you look at. 
like Austin Blacks, for instance. Mm. They have a ton of academy stuff, you know, and they are an extremely successful club from D1 all the way down to D3, mm. you know. Like, if you invest more in the youth and get them a little more involved and have all these different, like, you know, offer all these different, like, avenues that you can take, you know, that's going to make a world of difference for your club. I mean, like, it obviously shouldn't be just about your club mm-hmm. or, like, the state as a whole. It should be more about, like, just, you know, getting people involved in the game itself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's tough because, like, I don't want to, like, just piggyback off of what Nichols said. But well, realistically, like, the youth is, like, the best, like place to start when it comes to that type of stuff and i feel like iowa is doing a pretty decent job at that like our youth programs are good it's just you know we could keep trying to excel them or like clubs mm-hmm. could try to do their own so this academy is, thing. i'm gonna put you on the spot here this is gonna be a hard question okay like i'm not i'm like i'm not even trying to be funny like how does the union support individual clubs in making that happen what does that look like and i'm not i'm not saying you have the answer i don't have the answer like I'm just brainstorming out loud. What does that look like? Well, where does the issues usually arise when it comes to that though? Like, is it just just getting kids out in general? Is it a money issue? Is like, it getting volunteers to actually getting volunteers? Coach? Well, it's like, well, then again, it's like, do you instead of like having volunteers, do you pay people? For instance, you know, mm-hmm. does Iowa Grub Union have a surplus of money that they don't use that they could potentially? Quick oh. answer, no. Okay. I, well, I don't know. I don't if you, know what if the you ever ask for money, is, so. assume that no one has any money. Okay. Like, yeah. it's rugby. Like, I mean, but I don't know yeah. if, that, if that's yeah. part of the issue is if, if it's, like, money mm-hmm. to help. Like, yeah. if you can hire some coaches or whatever, right. you know, like some sort of incentive besides just for the love of growing the game. Like, I don't know. Or, like, but I think a big incentive, and that's where, like, I, like, me personally thinking, like, if you don't have incentive to keep your club alive by seeing, like, if we don't start a high school program or a feeder program, my club is going to – it could potentially die off. Mm. You know what I mean? That should be a sen- incentive enough. Yeah. Why should the union have to incentivize you to be existing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's something, too. Like, that's – I don't know. Mm. That makes sense. But I feel like if you – like this is probably not an answer, but if we put we're just brainstorming here. We just put a bunch of effort. This ain't a brain drizzle into a select side mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking, trying to get coaches. But mm-hmm. if you actually picked the top fifteen D one, D two, D three men's women's team mm-hmm. on the field, I feel like that'd be a product that people would want to watch. Take on right, like. Uh, caliber talent you know whoever they would play like a d1 team from a different state or whatever yeah so if you could put that <clears throat> together and have it somewhere and get people to come and watch it i feel like that would like give yep. high school players and college players something to strive for mm-hmm. like i remember when i played becoming a thunderbird a collegiate thunderbird was mm-hmm. like the end all be all of things and i will and, say like one of my big things is like the reason why i want to focus first on select side number one our high school and college programs are probably the best they've ever been like at the same time currently right now yeah but yet and like you said being a thunderbird in my head like that kind of seems like if you live in iowa that's kind of one of the top goals because if you become a thunderbird if your goal is to be in the mlr you're going to be seen by Chicago scouts. Right. Like well, you're, you're one step closer compared to just playing for your club. Right. And I feel like that's something where if clubs can 
believe in and buy into like whoa the union is actually putting forth an effort to get me to the next level like people are going to show up for that mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that's where i think like people will gain trust where it's like all right select side actually was given a good effort i have i'm a step closer to thunderbirds step closer to whatever those goals look like and then again getting those high school kids getting those college kids into those select side programs and then going to whatever their next level is i mean that could be huge mm. sorry it's very distracting that uh, Cowboys lady and a 49ers fan wearing jerseys just kissed each other on the TV. Ooh. Sorry, that was gross. He proposed and she said, nah, she probably said not. No. <laughs> and then he kissed somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because um, I, I think, too, that's where you can show people the most like, hey, we're trying to make a change, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, there always besides like youth and stuff, though, it's like, I don't really know, like, what else because i guess that's my it's it's that's hard that's a really hard question my my biggest question to everybody is like obviously we all want to see rugby grow but what does that look like what Mm -hmm. support is needed because i think the communication hasn't been there and if people can define what they need we can get closer to providing it Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah no it does gimli does that make sense Yes. What else do you want to know? <laughs> I, I I think if you go back to something that we've always kind of wanted and talked about, but it, it doesn't really happen, and I know it's hard and difficult, but high school sevens is fantastic. It's amazing. It's over a decade old now, almost 15 years old, and next year, year after something, right? Around there. Around there. Yeah, around yeah, yeah. there. Kurt Flood, first MVP. Shout out, <laughs> Kurt Flood. Um, he hates he hates when people bring that up. <laughs> you know what he says when you bring that up? What? He's like, yeah, but the level of athletes back then. And he always Aww. downplays it. He's like, shut up, Kurt. You were great. Kurt, Kurt is Kurt. great. Kurt is great. Um, but my piggyback off that, he, he was he was great and stuff, but then he had to play. Not was, is. Well, I'm saying but he had to play two years oh, yeah. of 15s rugby and kind of figure stuff out i think sevens rugby doesn't translate to 15s rugby mm-hmm. and i've seen the example and bear witness to kids or young young kids men and women who play sevens love it and then either don't adjust to 15s and quit or just never ever go out because they don't want to play 15s so if you made some kind of incentive or at least offered support mm-hmm. to organize a U19 or U18 15s program, mm. boys and girls, and every men's club that has the ability to put one together. See, and the state of Iowa could have their own. And that's conference-ish. where it gets really interesting because Iowa Youth Rugby has jurisdiction over that, over the Iowa Rugby Union. Like, is that the Iowa Rugby Union's responsibility or is that Iowa Youth Rugby? And then at the same time, Casey's running the Iowa Selects, which is its own thing that has the mm-hmm. blessing from Iowa Youth Rugby. He wants to do 15s. The Wombats Academy, we want to do 15s. We're kind of have our own thing. Like, who, Interesting. Does who, the Iowa, do Iowa Youth uh, teams, do they have to sip through USA Rugby as a club? High school sevens? 
They, like Rugby Explorer, like uh, men's no, clubs? And I would say whoever has to like sip through USA to... Rugby would be the person that controlled U19 Rugby. Because U19 and U18 is through USA Rugby. And well, no, according the... to their website, you just need to pay a $50 club fee to register and have the right amount of people. So, but okay, so anybody could set up a club for that, right? Yeah, technically. Like, so, when we were in high school, like Ames had a U19 club and they didn't have a men's club. Right. But mo- but all the other teams like we played for Des Moines through Des Moines. So what I'm saying is who's facilitating it? The men's clubs. The men's clubs. And they're not in charge of whatnot. They don't have to be, but if it was something that, you know, you could that definitely have the guys there and then you'd have a direct feeder program and kids could still go to college and play, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids that don't go to college. Yeah. Or there's but, kids that okay, go to college somewhere so that doesn't have a rugby program. Here's another issue, though. Do you know when the 15 season is for high school? It's in the spring. It's in the spring, which is now we're competing with Iowa Youth Rugby 7 season. Like, to that's a point. You, you don't want to, like, step on toes. Like, it's, but you go back to the first season of high school 7s, there was still. Kurt Flood was the MVP. But there was a Des Moines. <laughs> but, that's right. Shout out. But there was, there was also a. The, high school the 15 yeah, the chaos the davenport there were still 15s teams playing so i also again, think i also yeah. think you know like we talked last time i was here about kind of the overseas model of mm. you'd make your like academy team or whatever which i think is mm-hmm. like overseas a lot of times like a boarding school and then you'd make the like in new zealand you make like the npc and then from there you go pro and then national team and so there's like this more or less clear pipeline where there isn't that here so if you really wanted to get more involvement at the lower ranks you'd give Mm -hmm. them a target to shoot for and they don't have that right now if there's nowhere to like trying to do that with wombats but there's no no i i mean the like the top end like Mm -hmm. past our club level like if you're really good maybe you'll become an eagle maybe not but chances Mm -hmm. are if you have the talent you won't get scouted enough and you'll go pursue other ventures that mm-hmm. could be more lucrative or more exciting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. It's just like, yeah, if professional rugby was bigger and USA rugby right. was ran better. <laughs> everything else, trickle down effect would make, I can't get trickle a job. down economics. I can't get a job because I don't have experience. So I can't get any experience. because I don't have a job. Yeah, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just it's all, I don't know. I think it probably only costs like fifteen or twenty mil to figure it out, Phil. <laughs> I yeah. bought I bought a Powerball the other night. Fingers crossed. Did you? Yeah. First thing I'll buy, robot knee for Phil. Let's check. He'll be ready to go. That'd be great. Lots of stem cells. Best money can buy. <laughs> Yeah, back to the back to the AGM stuff though. <laughs> we got really sidetracked, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. But Quick question on AGM. Okay. Is there any like Midwest version of AGMs where they Oh yeah. take so they take people from every every union in the Midwest and have them meet? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Midwest report is where we report out on what the Midwest was. So the board members from each union go to the Midwest AGM and they've had it in Pittsburgh. They've had it in Chicago. 
I've never gone to it, but yeah. The, so the Midwest has their own AGM, and they say, this is what we're doing in the Midwest. And then all eight unions break apart, and then they go to their member clubs and say, this is what the Midwest said. And then the Midwest goes to the nation, and then the nation goes to the international, and then the national goes to the interplanetary. Yes. But this is 100% true. Like, yeah, it all just trickles down, but... No, I, this is this is something that, like, I just want to open the dialogue yeah. because I think, you know, Bill, as the president, he's really focused on getting all Iowa to be the big event that he believes it should be. And could be and once was. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, maybe exactly. Like, that's what he wants to see. His big focus is he, he wants to get all Iowa under control. And... I want to see select sides and I, I want to see, and Bill and I both want to see more communication with clubs and just, we feel like, you know, people get lost in the shuffle and, and we don't want to see that anymore. And I want to see select sides and I want to see growth. And I think what we're all talking here is I think we see it through the youth, but it's going to have to take a lot of people to help out. So yeah, big focus on select side and I'm just going to throw it out there. I think a date change for all Iowa. I'm going to throw that out there. I mean, that I'm, should be something that that's discussed is a date change. When I, is it? Well, it's always the first weekend of May, but it's yeah. such a tough weekend. It's been that, that forever. Is that finals it's, Yeah, weekend, that's what right? it's been. Yeah, it's finals week. All so Damagey like, and Bill and all the Iowa Falls guys who run it. Like, everybody, like, who's been around all Iowa will fight tooth and nail to say it has to stay that weekend. I, and I understand that. And I'm like and my I'm staying out of it, from, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. My personal opinion, because I've gone to a decent amount of all, all Iowa's, and it has, you know, been a little bit different, like, every single year, and it's always been on the same We've missed weekend. a decent amount of We've all Iowa's because of finals and because of Bremer yeah. being in the national playoffs. So I would throw it out there that maybe a – day change could potentially help i would agree with phil and i think uh one part about that is like spring rugby at least at the men's level kind of like we talked about what the wombats are doing kind of be a little more free and open it's never that competitive unless you're in the playoffs or you're a college team with actual games to play and people to recruit and things to get better at it's hard it's hard enough and that's why it's been so great for having the youth program the boys youth in the spring because men's club guys can coach and be active and and do that but yeah why wouldn't you move if you could move it because i mean if anything you could bring high school teams they didn't mm. have I, I disagree no one, high school teams for all iowa no just one one night or one day you do you do monday you do friday evening or if that's the thing that you're afraid they'll be there partying i know that that could be bad or sunday afternoon when everything's done except the championship's over you play or even if it's you play a select side match and you have the select side kids play each other and you do east east first west select side because you have so many kids you it's an in-state one and then whoever you pick you watch them play and then you make notes and then you determine who's going to play on the full select side from that you make a lot of money in revenue if high school kids are there because i bought four shirts when i went there in high school yeah we played in high school when we were there (laughs) and even if i like that idea with sunday because i was thinking just automatically with saturday and it's like it's an adult tournament it is is. like that there's booze and friday night would probably wouldn't work because the people get crazy but like eric nichols said eric nichols the only eric here i'm sorry uh (laughs) but 
Yeah. We're talking we, about Eric Front has been sitting here the whole time. When we were in high hey, school, when we were in high school, even when we <laughs> I should have seen the mustache. Uh, when we were there, even if we, even if our team wasn't playing, mm-hmm. we drove up to whore on to teams and there was probably a dozen random kids who played high school that were just on men playing for men's teams and stuff you know but so i'm gonna throw this out there too though but yeah if you change i agree with you they change the date to something that isn't graduation parties isn't finals isn't graduation because i think it's been on graduation for some people Mm -hmm. sometime but i was gonna say too I know it's like a lot of people are afraid to bring high school teams there because it's known as a big old party. And I, I've heard people say at socials, like, let's sing those old songs. Uh, the way it is in 2023, maybe if we want to grow, we have to get away from some of those things. Like, we have to be able to separate, like, hey, Here's this. Here's a rugby time where we're gonna have a social. We're gonna have drinks. We're gonna be crazy, but then it's also like, hey, if there's gonna be high school teams there, we don't touch any of that. We don't mm-hmm. mess with it. Like, you we don't can be touch the high school kids. Well, <laughs> you, cut that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, do we have to sing those dirty old songs? Like, I, as we're growing. Do we have to make it a booze party? Like, oh, it's a good point because what we're sitting here saying is like, ah, this isn't working. We'll just sit here and talk about it. Nothing's mm-hmm. ever going to change, but I'm not going to change anything. Exactly. Mm. So I think, yeah, that's a fair point there, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Both you other, uh, you other two guys are fucking idiots. Though. Yeah. Well, and then have you ever watched the Super Bowl? And then never heard of it. If you, yeah. And then if you turn to Animal Planet, they have the Puppy Bowl. So if we had Puppy Rugby. Okay, so I'm gonna go to this next point. You know what always grinds my gears is whenever people are talking about because this is kind of like the opposite of what I was exactly saying, but like. You know, whenever you're like, hey, let's bring high school rugby to this school and let's let's do this with high school rugby. And then an AD or someone will be like, oh, we can't do rugby because there's drinking. And it's like, have you ever seen a college tailgate for football? Like, oh, makes dude, me so mad. Like, really makes point. me so <laughs> mad where people are like, oh, rugby and drinking. The NFL, their main it's, sponsor is alcohol. It's all alcohol. It's all beer and college stadiums now yeah that too yeah yeah and, and like, like you said college tailgates like that's all it is it's just booze it's just a big pregame. yeah you know no so that makes me mad when people will say like oh we can't have rugby in high school because of the alcohol culture and it's like what's a tailgate for football you yeah, know that's a really good point yeah no i know yeah, i'm i'm sick. brilliant <laughs> sometimes you mentioned handsome thank you so handsome I, I do want to say you said handsome. That sounds Ooh, like yeah. Hanson, Casey Hanson. He let oh, me know. He's the fourth handsome brother. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I thought Mbop. That's what I was getting at. He was talking about the hockey movie. Have you uh, seen that hockey movie? Yeah, but I was thinking of like. Handsome. I don't know if they're handsome. They're like they're pretty. They're handsome. Mm. <laughs> eh. But anyways, they the... lack the masculinity to be handsome. Is all I'm saying. They're like pretty. They're handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like they have nice hair. Enrique Iglesias. They have hair handsome. like Cooper. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Anyways, what I was going to say, uh, Casey Hansen let me know that State Girls Rugby is on a Sunday oh, nice. in Waverly. Nope, Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge. It's okay, in Fort crazy. Dodge. Sorry. It's, he, Casey lives or coaches Waverly, but it's in Fort Dodge yeah, on, on the, a Sunday. On so we can go nice. to that. Yeah. No, I'd be down for sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll check not, some schedules. Not be down. I am down. Okay. So. Here's our report on high school girls rugby. Uh, basically, Cedar Falls, Southeast Polk, Waverly are on another level than everyone. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out, but it will end in Fort Dodge on a Sunday. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yes. I wanted to make sure I got that in before I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, any other things how to fix all the problems in rugby? <laughs> I think we basically did it so yeah just do what oh, we, we said we fix the problems <laughs> i mean yeah, we eric said it we get like two million dollars is everything oh that's when Ten. i was Ten. going pp yeah it's like more like 15 20. i was thinking that conversation really went off the rails i bought a lotto ticket at loves the other night i should check it i yeah. don't know anybody win mm. 1.5 billion i did not buy a ticket i've been Ooh. pretty just yeah Stop making everything high. so sad, <laughs> I'm Phil. I'm sorry. What were you doing with your boy. hands there? He just been, he's been sitting in a dark room alone. Gosh, leave yeah. him alone. He doesn't play video games. What the hell? He's got them, though. Eric, kiss him. You were looking at his body real <laughs> intensely there. <laughs> well, I was like, have you seen him? Bumper <laughs> bash. What's... What you, so if you can't play rugby and you can't wear a leotard and lift heavy things, what oh, do you do? Oh, I'm still lifting. I How just do you? Upper body only. <laughs> well, that's what you did before. I'm oh, kidding. You did squats. And, hey, no, no he did it. deadlifts and squats. Quit it. I know. We hear all about it. Like, Quit no one it. understands it either. It's like I lifted seven, 7,900 pounds. Like, of pickup trucks. Yeah, I don't get it. Don't be mad because you're lazy yeah. and he's not. Oh, hey. That's exactly why I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I so. cut him down because he's better than me. Oh, <laughs> better than I. I actually made better a meme about I, I made a meme about it this week, and it got a lot of traction. It Wasn't was funny. That was funny. Did you see that, Nichols? I did. I sure did. That was funny. I made some number two cracks today. Nice. Yeah. Um, the does anybody? <laughs> <laughs> you some... can fix the toilet too. If you need to. All right. Does anyone have anything else? Nothing good. All right. Phil, looking forward to the World Cup here over yeah. the next few yeah. weeks, and. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to how the fall season is going to shape up for all the Iowa teams. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I feel like, and yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, how you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. <laughs> good, you. Fresh, 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 fresh.